going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the wrestle purist podcast episode 76 i think we're up to now uh joined by of course well co-hosted by myself joe hulbert and of course charlie alexia will be joining us shortly she's just running home from work <laughs> you know <Pretty> much. <laughs> woman with priorities you know um but yeah we're going to be talking aw dynamite and uh, a few of the little news things that have been popping up over the past couple of days. Uh, but yeah, first things first, please like, subscribe, super chat if you're feeling generous. Always massively appreciated. And uh, yeah, man, Holbert, how you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm fired up. You know, um, Charlie and I have been studying progress wrestling for a while oh, now. Yes. And, wow. You know, tonight is our chance to really dive into the details of the card and uh, explore the kind of nuance to the promotion that right now as it is currently constructed. <laughs> What is what's the what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's, a, there's an event on Sunday. You have to yeah. play dumb. There is an event on Sunday at the famous electric ballroom. Okay. And it's a big deal. I mean, British wrestling's never been hotter. That's what I've been told. I'm I'm here to talk about it, money. What what are you here to do? That's what we're here to do, right, Charlie? I'm correct on this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Have you not done your research, Money? Have you not looked into this uh heated angle that's coming ahead this Sunday at <laughs> The electric ballroom. There's a steel cage match, you know, Monty. I want to know how they get in there. I hope you enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I won't. You enjoy I don't it. worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very good, I'm, how, how are you, mate? I'm yeah. not too bad. I'm not too bad. You know, same old, yes. same old. Um, Charlie, back again, mm. of course. It's kind of like back a British again. invasion we've got going on until Lexi gets yeah. here and saves yeah. the people. You know, um, coming coming how are you doing today, though? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, yeah, the progress show on Sunday is going to be interesting. I'm now <laughs> going to bottomless brunch before it, so I'm going to have a great time either way. So, can't wait. Oh, yes. it'll be interesting. It's going to be All interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, good. first thing I want to talk about was something that came out before we podcasted yesterday, but we kind of just like. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to like fully read through and all that good stuff, you know. Um, so we'll talk about it right now. Hangman, Adam Page is in talks with AEW for a contract extension. AEW trying to lock him down, man, you know. No surprise to anyone. It is contract season. Obviously, Kenny Omega's contract has been a topic of discussion. So is the Young Bucks. Hangman, Adam Page is now popping up as well. Um Big time, uh, pivotal times for Tony Khan. He's got to get these negotiations right. Um, I've never really been too convinced that there's any not real possibility for any of those uh, four that we just mentioned will actually leave. But that doesn't mean Tony Khan can kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> not take these as seriously mm. and not uh, dig deep into his pockets if he needs to, you know. Um, Charlie, you think Hangman's going to extend or do you think he's going to do something crazy? <laughs> I, I I think he's going to extend. I think there's a pretty good there's a pretty good chance he might have already, and that's why the news has dropped. But yeah, I think um, I think all of them are staying. I've said it again and again, and the fact that his contract is now like in talks again, I think the it's all just going to drop at the same time that they've all resigned. Like after all their storyline stuff at the moment. Okay. Where I think it's heading. It's all going to be, you know, everyone's going to kiss and hug and. They're going to announce it all. That's what they're going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's elite, you know, again. 
<laughs> Let's try this again. All in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just a reset for the company, you know. You know, you do. Yeah, it's big times for the company, though, man. So yeah. there's all those contract talks that we just mentioned. And like CM Punk's obviously like looming, you know. Uh, they've mm-hmm. got a new Saturday show apparently that's coming. Um, they've got all these huge stadiums. You've got this huge stadium show in Wembley. You've got, you know, pay-per-views, obviously, of course, Forbidden Doors coming up soon. It's, uh, you know, Tony's Tony's got to get a lot of shit right, you know. And, um... <laughs> we'll see what you can come up with, man, because yeah. uh, he's, uh, he's a wild one. He's a wild one. Yeah. Um, Joe, how do you think Tony's going to handle these pressures? Well, that's a very loaded question to throw me here first up. Um, I've probably deserved it for that progress bit. But, um, I mean, I think you'll handle some well and some bad would be my, would be, would be my assumption. In terms of the man specifically, I think it's a rare case of a top star where, like, we can all pretty much unanimously agree this makes sense for both sides, right? Like, you can talk yourself into most top stars looking the other way at least. Hang on, it's like, even if that was a thing he was interested in doing down the line, it feels like the next cycle would make more sense anyway. You know, like, um, there's still a lot for him to do. And I think there's still, honestly, room for him to kind of reclaim that position he had as well as champion, where it felt for a moment like he was going to be kind of a promotional ace. I know people have wavered on that, and Monty, you're not big on that idea, but I still think he's one of the top candidates for that role, if they want such a role to exist. So, um, Hangman, I think, is cut and dry. I'm with you in terms of I, I've never really believed the elite going elsewhere, but there will absolutely be, you know, there's going to be missteps in this next few months. They just never. Mm. There's so, there's so many landmines that they're trying to, you know, avoid. So big, 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 big decisions to be made. Yes. You know, big offers to be made. A lot of tickets to sell. It's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting balance in that. Hmm. If I didn't know better, Monty, I would think that you are framing this conversation a certain way. Because the dynamite review may kind of elaborate on your uncertainty as of right what now. What do you that... mean? Well, I just sent some caution. <laughs> hey, we're talking contracts. There's a lot of contract well, talk. Then you throw in a few other things well, into it. And it's you know it's important time to aid yeah. That's all I'm, I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. As a friend of yours, and and Charlie, you can tell me if I'm misreading this guy. Might be. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't sense great confidence <laughs> on your part in terms of Tony Khan's <laughs> ability to navigate this situation. Is that uh? I, I but but. I did say I've never been. I've never really thought the elite are going to be going anywhere. So that implies that I think he's going to get that sorted. The same punk thing will be very, <laughs> very interesting. Uh, yes. How he uh, yeah. balances that locker room dynamic and the Saturday show and stuff like that. What he does with Collision, if he can make it, what it should be, you know. Um, you know, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of stuff said. Game, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of tickets to sell as well. You know. I think, and I think again with uh, with the stadium show Wembley at least, I think they're gonna like do. Uh, I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people with the amount of yes. tickets that they do sell for that. So when you break it down, as sceptical as a as a may sound, you know, um, when you break it down, I actually do think it will tick a lot of the boxes. Yes, I agree. I think, and we'll get into this as we review the show. The more interesting thing is the creative. Right, as fans, especially, and as just folks that are trying to review the shows, it's like I remember how it felt when Rampage was on the way. Dynamite used to end, and it was like, I cannot wait to see what they get, you know, what they're doing next Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would announce the whole card, you couldn't wait. And when Rampage came around, it was really 
I think it's easy to forget this now. It felt like a necessity. Like it was like they're going to add another show and they need this extra hour. The show is already packed. I don't, look, I'm just, you know, talking for myself. I don't get that sense around the looming collision announcement. I don't get the sense of people watching Dynamite going, good Lord, give me another two hours. You know, I don't think that's where we're at right now. So you brought <laughs> this up months ago, Monty, but it's like how, to me, the biggest question about Tony is how he adjusts to that weekly schedule. You know, like, what does that look like? Um, <laughs> Does he just like <laughs> produce a second dynamite every week, bro? He's got. To, he's, I don't know. He's got to do something. He's got to look at it, you know, big picture wise, structurally, yeah. at, like how he's going to cope with all this fucking wrestling. You know, never mind Fulham, never mind <laughs> Jags. You know, like all the shit he's got going on in wrestling yeah. is enough to drive you know your average person crazy. And I get he's not your average person, and he. He's up 23 hours a day and he's fucking, you know, Nuts. he's got his notebooks and he's flying through them and, you know, he's doing this and he's got his billions and billions and he's not, he's not your normal, typical guy, but even still, yeah. come on, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got two hours of dynamite, yeah, then you've got the hour of rampage, you've got all the bullshit that you do on YouTube, which doesn't really mean shit to anyone, you know, Who's then, got Ring of Honor? then you've got Ring of Honor. As well, yeah. you know. <laughs> Which, a lot. Uh, listen, bro. Joe, you know this as well as anyone, bro. Um, I'm deeply connected to Ring of Honor, brother. <laughs> you know, and uh, probably lying to myself at this point about the uh, product quality. But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep being a Ring of Honor soldier. But even still, he's uh, he's pushing me on that one. But it's a lot of TV, man, and it doesn't surprise me that you know. There's parts of every show that you wish would be better, whether that's the women's division, whether that's, um, I don't know, whether it's the pillar stuff like from last night, whether it's like this or that, whatever it is, you know, whether it's focus here, focus there, focus there. It's not possible for him to do all this mm-hmm. shit, bro. Like, it's not. So, um, you know, I think Collision could do with being like, right, it's completely separate booker, you know, like, or... You know, same with Ring of Honor, but is that going to happen? Because Tony seems to be, you know, he has a way of doing things, which is staying up all night with his notepad, with his with his lists and shit, um, with his lists and his columns. His that is, bro. That Joe, you'll probably remember the quote better than me, bro. Yeah. Right? And he's talking about like how he. Uh, he switched the columns and the rows around, <laughs> and it's now made booking easier for him. Bro, this guy has done booked so much wrestling in such a short amount of time. It's driving him fucking mad. He's coming mental. God bless him, man, because he is, at the end of the day, he's trying to do great things for wrestling, and him being in wrestling makes it better all round, you know? I'm so always you. God bless, but fuck me, man. Get the dude some help, you know? <laughs> like, someone talk to him. You know, I don't know, Charlie. Where do you stand on like the the overall kind of creative vibe at the moment? It's hmm. There's bits that I like. <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of it that's um. Yeah, if I wasn't staying up for dynamites, there would be a whole lot that I wouldn't watch. To be fair, there already is on rampages. I watch maybe 15 minutes out of a whole rampage at the moment, which isn't great. But mm. yeah, there's they're a little bit lost at the moment, and I don't I don't know why. I, I feel like there's 
there's a lot of stuff that he wants to do that he wants to get right, but he's trying to do it all at once and it's all getting mm. muddled. Like he like he's trying to book top storylines for like three different parts of the come like of just dynamite right now with like the pillars, the women and the BCC and Elite. And it's like you he can't get all three right at the same time. And it's clear that he needs a little bit of help with it, but whether that happens or not. And and I know he's got his book <laughs> team. You know, he's QT mm. Marshall and he's, he's Pat Paul. But like again, like come on, man. You know. Well, one like, thing. One thing... Is... Go on, go on. Go on. No, no, go on I just, like... <laughs> I was just going to be spiteful. You know? I think you can see him like adjust his approach as we go in ways that's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Like he had that run at the start of the year. This was around when the cage match comment was made. Where he just decided, I'm just going to give him crazy matches. You know, there was that one episode where like Roosh and Danielson happened at the hour mark. It then oh. switched into um, the Elite versus Top Flight and an AR Fox, and it was main event. Mm-hmm. I forget the main event, but it was like a crazy show, and that was a kind of run. It was when Darby and Joe were working, and so on and so forth. Um, and then, to me, it's like at some point it shifted to him trying to do like traditional US television, and now the wrestling yeah. has almost become secondary to like. The stories he's trying to, and some of them successfully so. Let me be clear. I mean, we're going to put over the Blackpool Combat Club elite business in a major way tonight, right? I mean, I think we all agree that's great. Um, well, some of us agree that's great, but <laughs> but you know, like it's definitely if you look at just the general match quality, it's like the focus has changed again as of late. Now, I haven't got a problem with that. I actually think in some ways that's a, that's a positive um, attempt to change things, but it also shows you, to me anyway, that Tony's not totally certain of like his own approach, you know? Like, I think we've seen a genuine shift in that regard over these uh, over these last few months, which is, I think, kind of gone under the radar because there was definitely a time at the start of the year where he was just going nuts with, with yeah. start, you know, match quality. Age match time. Yeah. And, and I don't even say it to be like a dick about it. Like, it is what it is. I love those shows. I actually much prefer those shows to the ones That's we've got the last month. Best, man. That's I agree, yeah. Best. I and agree. Just, just do what he... It's what he's good at. He's good at just doing matchmaking and just booking like your one night cards, you know. And he's yeah. like, you can do, you can do like your broad storylines. Like, of course, you're gonna have your yeah. world champion, and you can yeah. have some belts involved and stuff. But like, you can still pull off shows like that. When he deviates, like you said, and he kind of does WWE light, you know. Um, we saw that last. I, night I, for sure. Yeah, I, I think yeah. It, I just think it's all it all it never comes off properly. The production is just not where it needs to be for a lot of these angles and stuff. Um, it's just, it's just not good, bro. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, just, I think it's just not good. Tony's trying to find a balance between pay-per-view cycles at the moment because he started building to double or nothing already, which is a criticism mm-hmm. that everyone had a revolution, but the shows are suffering because of it. So mm-hmm. he, it seems like he's definitely trying to find the balance of just booking crazy cards and then being like, oh shit, we've got three weeks to actually make a pay-per-view happen. Yeah. To yes, we're six weeks out and the stories are co- like getting done, but are they good? Like mm-hmm. he needs to find the balance in between those, I think. And I think it's a positive sign that that, that he's seeking that balance because yeah. he could definitely have when he said the cage match comment, as much as I enjoyed those shows, my concern was that he was just kind of burying his head in the sand and being like, Well, look, you know, this audience likes the show and that's fine. It does show that he's playing around with it and trying to figure out the best way to, to kind of now, you know, national TV, which is what this is. The question, I guess, is, to Monty's point, is he doing a good enough version of this to maximise the roster he's got? Because that roster is an all-star squad. 
And I don't think, even if you like last night's show, which you're entitled to, and you've liked the recent run of TVs, like, he is not maximizing that roster right now, no. right? I mean, not clean close, and it's hard to do, obviously, but it's just, I don't know. It's a really interesting time in that regard, and the reason we end up here, my apologies, folks, my apologies, folks, I hijacked the show, but this is relevant when you talk about this, you know, the upcoming months, right? Like, yeah. you've got this Saturday show, and it's going to be two hours long, and it's like, <laughs> as, you know... It's impossible not to kind of look at that and go, well, that's going to be a challenge, yeah? We need yeah. to, we need to, I'll, I'll start a petition, you know. I've got a platform. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a What's get the petition? Get, get bro some help, you know. Yeah. Who's the help? Who, who are you pitching, though? Who are you? Oh, that's where it's just like, you know. That's where it's tough because they're all, they're all in the <laughs> You know. There's no Heyman's not on the market, Regal's not on the market. Fucking even Triple H, there was a moment in time where we thought he might have been on the market mm. at some point. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what the chat's saying. Is there any like good minds out yeah, there? And just, if anyone says Cornet, I'm just going to be clear, ignore it, you know? folks. Yeah. Gabe Sapolsky is employed by WWE. I want to make it clear now before you all put his name. I know you're he's all in, typing it. He's in hot water, bro. You know. I'm sure, but yeah, I know everyone was typing. Getting, it. getting cooked, getting cooked by Effie on the timeline <laughs> every couple of hours. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just he's just smoking him, bro. It's, it's something. It's something. That's incredible. Oh man, that's what you get for being, um, you know, doing uh, doing your wheels and deals <laughs> in the early days as being a promoter, a booker, man. But I don't, yeah, I just I don't know who's out there, bro. So. CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Listen, I think I think CM Punk. If CM if it does become the CM Punk show and it becomes kind of the thing where it's just kind of like CM Punk and Khan, you know, collaboratively like mm-hmm. booking the show together, I think that could be a really good thing. But like because mm. I do have trust in CM Punk's creative, to be honest, you know. I've not really seen anything yeah. to you know deviate <laughs> that opinion at all to be honest he came to AEW and he was cooking bro you know so mm-hmm. um, you know so I, I, I just don't know I don't know who's out there bro Look, Greg Garnier you know? Greg's out there I mean here she is expensive. we've got Alexia there's no more British invasion going on the resistance is here what's going on Alexia <laughs> you guys hear me Yes. Yes. Okay. Hi. Wonderful. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing, Alexia? Good. I'm trying to figure out if I can hear or not. If I can what? hear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while Alexia figures that out, we have yes. got a build-up of super. So there's a what lot. What is of, going on in this? There's a lot of there's a lot of Princess Diana. So just warning you. You know, if you're a fan Anytime of the royal family, in like there's the a last lot of accounts. It was because I was reading the stupid. I don't chat. keep up with it. I just see the ones that I need to say for mm-hmm. later. Right now. No, because like I was just reading them. I was just like, oh my god, there's so much happening. Shout out to fellow elite law enthusiast Charlie. Oh, we're gonna let Charlie get in her bag tonight when we oh, um, yes. when we get to the the big been, angle. I have a lot know. to say. I've got a lot to say. But of course, always shout Thank out you. Charlie. Dan Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you. Forget this fraud, Will Ospreay, the best ever UK wrestler. Nick Aldis returns to Impact tonight. So, Joe, will you do a weekly Aldis segment on Mondays? Um, weekly is I'll like check in every month, you know, and try and I feel like if I do every month, I'll be able to cover the main developments. In Impact. You'll check in weekly. Sure. 
I think you're checking. I may check in with you, but I may not update the people weekly. I thought there's a difference, you know? <laughs> Make them wait, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That match, review, that match review of his uh his first match is going to be... That will uh, happen. Yes, that probably will. will. He probably will. I can see. Uh, Pylons, $5. Appreciate it. I like the Adam Cole segment overall, but Soraya should have used brass knuckles so Brick could get some colour. Listen, man. You're a gruesome dude, you know? <laughs> I want to see women blading. National television, <laughs> you know? Uh, Harry Maguire, $2. Thank God AO's not here. Darren Walker agrees with his two pounds. Appreciate you too. <laughs> um, all right, so this is where we get the royal family palaver. Uh, 4.99 from Henry Charles Albert David. Shout out to my Wrestle Furious British Gang gang. Y'all deaf better than them Wrestle Talkers. Elite gang or don't bang. Appreciate you. You don't have to send shots at everyone else, so you know. You can, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Uh, heart editing. 499, appreciate it. All British podcasting. Shout out to the homie Charlie. Keep up the good work, girl. Thank you very much, Heart. <laughs> I'm literally British. Yeah. Part time British, you know. You come in all in Alexia. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I've been oh. trying to convince her. She's it, trying to convince me. It's not been working. Oh, man. We need super chats. Let's <laughs> get Lexi off. Get Lexi off. Get, get Lexi off. Flight. Darren Walker, five pounds. Hi, Charlie. Hope you're okay. Will Arsenal win the league? I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope so because I'll never hear the end of it if they don't at this point. Listen. If we lose the, tomorrow, I'm just giving up. The tune's changed in the Arsenal fans, brother. Mm, you know. You need to, you need to come West together. You need to come get together and be loud and strong, you know? We play uh, Man City next Friday. That's a scary one. It's very scary. Very scary. Very spooky times for the Arsenal. Princess Diana, $5. Love to see an all English pod. Do any of you lovely young people know why my name has been trending this past week? No. And I'm going to leave it that way. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> Henry Charles Albert David why not you know Diana can you let me out I just want to do a check mark she says no it was $2 uh, there's a, a lot of back and forth here Diana whoa that's basic that sounds rational it's not darling I'm dead I don't have a bank account um and uh, leaving me high and dry just like that, huh? That's wild. I'll pull one out for you, though. R.I.P. <laughs> Princess Diana again. Oh, Harry, you need to thank your stars. Your brother is such a knobhead. All right. This is great, okay. Guys. We. No, I think that's enough of the. <laughs> that's enough of that. You know, if they're sending in the super chats, bro, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll read them, you know? I'll read them. Um, I noticed. <laughs> Bruh, 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 five dollars. The show would be so much better if the pillar segments were eight minute promos and not 15, 17. Um, you yeah. know, I'm gonna speed through these. Mm. Already done that one. Short out Spurs, five dollars. So you want them to maximize the roster, but I already criticized it in the two hour show. Oh, that I isn't... Was criticizing yeah, I, was... <laughs> I was more asking, is Tony equipped to book another two hour show? Yeah, heart editing Alexia has ended the British supremacy. Appreciate the 199. <laughs> she has. You know, mm-hmm. the resistance. 
right, don't it was getting that. very it was getting very like miserable and british on here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were like i was about to like pull a newspaper out and see like oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dan walker two pounds appreciate it probably recipe is fun tonight because two women are on tonight listen bro inclusive podcasting uh wrestling talk around here Andrew the Giant, five pounds. I feel like the people are dreading this Saturday show, like an edge pay per view. Oh, <laughs> it's not fired up, bro. I do want to be clear. I feel like this I'm... is important. Go ahead, go ahead, Lexi. I was to say, I feel like I'm really, actually, really excited for it. Like, I'm not one of those. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually hyped. I, it's worth noting, and I think I speak for Monty here. And Charlie, I'm not sure you this this. I'm not sure if you're on board, but so I'll speak for you. But there is a very good chance that when this show actually gets going. The, the gentlemen in the top of the screen are going to become, they could become monsters. You know, we might go full brand split and really, yeah, really yeah, yeah. refuse to cover the Wednesdays. You know, Monty's <laughs> going to start tweeting banners and it could get bad. So I want to be clear when I speak, I'm trying to be objective on a subjective level. You know, let punk do so, thing. Bro, especially when, bro, especially when EB starting the Sunday podcast. You know, it's, it's already <laughs> lined up, bro. It's, it's already lined up. You know, CM Punk main events episode one with like Sean Spears, and I'm on there like, oh, let me tell you about this. <laughs> let me tell you about the grabs I saw. You know. Oh man, this uh, this Saturday show, I'm fired up for it because I do think I think Punk will be involved creatively. There's something that uh, he was involved creatively when he was fucking there before. You know, whether people yeah. wanna, you know, admit it or not, he was. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of their top goals that have Tony's ear. You know, some more than others. And Punk definitely had it for a minute. You know, obviously that doesn't mean that he booked himself and everything that he did. Um, it's like a, oh yeah, the hang the hangman feud. That was a, um, yeah. that was something. But that's a story mm. for another day. You know, um, indeed, not today. <laughs> not, not today. You know, it's we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about positive stuff. You know, like last night's dynamite. Um, yep. <laughs> you piece of shit, man. <laughs> you, you know what you did. Me, you know what you did. That I just want to talk recent graps, bro. Oh, um, you know, we got Rory Jennings with the six euros. It's very inside, inside, you know. Jay White and Sean Spears feuding together. What a delectable medley of wrestling splendor. Good stuff, you know. <laughs> Don't know who for, but it's good stuff. Match fan 84, 199, appreciate it. Is there a fan base more full of doomers than AEW? Star Wars. Star Star Wars. I was going to say football, so yeah. Arsenal fans. (laughs) Star Wars is is a very good answer, to be fair. Absolutely. I've not seen all the Star Wars. Not all of them. I don't think anyone has at this point. It seems like the drop can think every fucking... It's very, it just it very much has that wrestling. You know that thing in wrestling fandom where it's like the people who are negative have like a, a heated conflict with people that are positive because both of them assume the other one's full of mm-hmm. shit, you know? You won't accept anything. No, you'll accept anything. They just yell at each other all day. That is yes. professional wrestling conversational. That is, the, that is the whole thing. So very wrestling for sure. Look at, look at you, boo. He came. He, he, it's like he saw the bat signal, bro. You know? He just gets summoned by it. He he sent a tweet the other day with, uh, I guess it was like a projected collision roster. Oh, my God. I I looked it up and down a few times, and I kind of thought, hold on a second. Should I find it? 
I'm to real music it. started playing in my ears, you know. It was he gave me the it was very it was a very special He's moment. Never beating the fact the allegations that he hates women because there was no women that on is, that list. I do not co-sign that. Um, that is <laughs> for Ibu to to tackle on his own, unfortunately. Um, but you know there was some good stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, if he had presented it as a men's roster, then sure. Yes, he should have been more specific. I agree. Um, you know, as at this point, I should probably concede that I simply saw CM Punk and Samoa yes. on the same list and said, "Well, yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> let me look into this." That's all I do. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pull this up. You're you gonna like put this picture on the screen, like a screenshot of it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll present share it your like, screen. I'm gonna present it like a professional. Right, here um, we go. Wait, what? Here we go, people. This is a projected collision lineup oh. here from from oh, the famed backup hangman. Oh, it's oh. good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, the right, Ace Jr. is in House of Black. Yeah, saying that there's women in some of the factions he included. That's no, no, no. We're not giving him an out here. We are, man. We're not. I like the look of that roster, and there's also women in the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society. So I'd like to point that out as well. You know? So he's got he's three got women. a whole load of three, three women. women. Wow. Wow. And how often <laughs> do those three women in particular wrestle? A couple debuts, you know. <laughs> throw my, my favorite part of this tweet is that Ibu Nubi just tweeted it like this, like simple without the, the uh, double duty part. Someone replied, wait, MJ's not going to be on Dynamite? He's like, absolutely not. Not doing this. I'm going to make it clear. Double duty. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Business maybe about to pick up, folks. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Have <laughs> you, you only just noticed? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was looking at the screen. Is he coming in? Is he coming in? I don't want to get the people He was in for a moment, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. <gasps> Hello. Yo. Yo. Um, this is, this is very irresponsible reporting on my uh, on my little brother, on my son, Ibu. This is not a projected roster. It's what he, it's who he was told is going to be on collision. So, I don't, because I'm only saying this because I said something and then all these fucking weirdos start being like, oh my God, all of Russell Pierce hates women. Backup hangman and all of Russell Pierce. They're just all misogynists. It's like, no, bro. It's just who he was told. Does Ibu hate women? Yes. But that has nothing to do with this list <laughs> that he posted here. He, he wasn't told anyone was put on collision. So maybe we need to look inwards. Maybe Punk hates women. Why? Why doesn't Punk want any women on his show? Maybe, maybe we really need to get there. You feel me? That's that's all I had to say. Also, Harry Maguire, if I told you what I had to tell you, I'd be suspended six months. Ayo, what happened to Man United? I gotta go. What? <laughs> uh, Alright, so Ibu wanted me to show the follow-up tweets, which are. Wow, so I have to go all the way back now to fucking, and the whole process is going to be documented, live to the fans of WrestlePurist, you know? Um, oh, this is this is just bad audio, folks. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> Joe, Joe, feel that uh, okay. you Well, anyway, folks, the uh, the roster did look pretty good, um, excluding the you know the major omission. Again, I do not co-sign. Um, Charlie, that like a show you would watch. I mean, yeah, I would watch it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd enjoy it as well. Yeah. It's just, there's so much wrestling on all the time. <laughs> right, Ian and Caprice. Okay, here we go. Ian and Caprice. Obviously, 
world class commentary team right there. And it's <laughs> Eddie Kings. There's one. Eddie Kings. Then you know. That's, Which, uh, that could be that could be something like Kingston back in the game. That could be that could be interesting. That could mm. be interesting. We'll see. We'll let it play out, folks. They all seem like people that you would like to see be given a ball to run with, you know. Um, especially especially now after last night. Like we'll get into it a bit more when we do the dynamite review, which we need to do momentarily. But Hobbs, you know. Yeah, we could hear you. Okay. Sorry. I can't hear myself. <laughs> I feel so out the zone when I'm looking at the screen instead of um, like the screen for Twitter instead of uh, the stream. Right? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, folks, there it is. There it is. All right. Collision. Ian and Caprice. Yeah. World class. Interesting. You know? All right. I'll stop sharing that. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Um, What's what? So who's punching the microphone? <laughs> Something's me. That's me. My bad. <laughs> punching is elite phrasing. It's been a while since I did a podcast, so I'm like it's going so bigly. It's fine. It's fine. It has been a while. It has yeah. been a while. Let's go. Too contract. long. You know. Yeah. Good stuff. It was like since like Bola, like the week after Bola oh or God. something. So I'm like, yeah, I think we it was did. Like, we did an ACA one just before Revolution, but that's God, it's been a while since then. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're glad to have a back though, you know. We need to run more. Uh Mario Judah, one ninety nine. I personally cannot wait for AW Collision. Listen, bro, I'm here for it, man. Uh Cody Willis one ninety nine. Here's two dollars uh for a Monty cameo tonight on the late night green. Um sentimental stuff over there tonight, you know. Gonna go they're gonna go with it. <laughs> Gonna go over there with a tear in my eye, you know. Uh, Harry Maguire, two dollars. Catch me outside. What can't I speak, man? Hey, man. Big Harry. He wants war. Anyway, um, let's get this off the screen. Um, right. Let's talk dynamite, man. Let's fucking let's right, just let's do it. Let's Come, on. It. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Come on. Come on. Uh, oh fuck. And you remember what opens the show? I've been, like, I've been waiting. Right. We've got to do it, man. We just got to pull the band. Right, so, AW, where was we? We was in Pittsburgh. We was in Pittsburgh, which is obviously notably the hometown of Britt Baker. You know, she's a, she's the man around there. You know, she, she's, she's the woman. She's, she's, you know, she's the big. She's the one that people pay to see. You know, people love her. But anyway. People didn't pay to see this at the start of the show, I think. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so the show starts off with Jungle Boy's music. So he gets to the ring, grabs a mic, goes to say something. He gets interrupted by Sammy Guevara, I think, was next. He comes to the ring, goes to say something, gets interrupted by Darby. Darby comes to the ring, and then he starts cutting the promo. And Sammy says that he's the person that he likes the most, but blah, 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 blah. And, like... That's kind of what it was. Like, I know I sound like I'm just being, <laughs> being a cunt about it, but it kind of it was, was a lot of, like, blah, 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 and a yeah. lot of kind of, like, a lot of shots that didn't land, you know, and a lot of, um, I don't know, man. I just, I just want to see a bit of quality control. But anyway, they, they all kind of take turns, like, having digs at each other, and then eventually MJF comes out and... Um, 
he he says that they're going to be doing a tournament to figure out who's going to be facing him at Double or Nothing. He announces that they're going to be doing a Pillars tournament and one of them's going to be getting a boy. He then picks a name out of the hat. Uh, the person getting the boy is Darby Allen. He then kind of celebrates it, which is a bit weird, you know, uh, but whatever. Um, what else did we have? Then obviously this sets up the match between Sammy and Jungle yeah. Boy for later on tonight. Yeah. And obviously we'll get to that as well. But in terms of like promo skills, it's just kind of, it kind of felt like they were kind of thrown out there and no one's like really quality controlling these things and they're like kind of just, you know, they're just out there, bro, for 15 minutes at the start so of the show. Long. And it's yeah. like, people are just, people are just talking, like, you know, it's just, it didn't, it didn't make me want, it didn't make me more interested in the feud. That's just, I'll, I'll just, I don't want to, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to, I don't think anyone needs to get like, buried or anything from this segment. It's just kind of like, it was so long and it's like, mm-hmm. and it was like, what the, like, where these guys are at, man, like, you know, I, I think all of them have their qualities and I'm a fan of the majority of the group, but like this was in terms of where these guys are at. I mean, I even think I in the world of Darby's wrestler, but his content here was like horrific. Like why did he, it was so inside the way that he targeted Jack with that shit. Like, why would you do that as a baby face? You know, like Jack Perry's character on the TV show is like an underdog scrappy, you know, young baby face and Darby, Darby's talking about how he got signed because he's a California guy and it's just like, I don't know. I think, um, he was talk about that line. He was, like, well, he was like, well, jungle, he was like, he called Jungle Boy a California boy, but like, that's not true because he got signed because of Cody. So it's not even true, you know? <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's, but like, you know, so you know I, I point Darby out because Darby, I think was, you know, has kind of been one of the stronger parts of these segments generally. And I think we all agree him and Max is the main match, but I, I point out to kind of say this was open in terms of where everyone involved is at right now. Um, I think a lot of Jack Perry, I don't, I don't think he's ready to be in this kind of spot at all. I'm not sure Sammy will ever be ready to be in this kind of spot. And that doesn't mean these guys suck. It doesn't mean they've got no use. This is not for everyone. There are not that many rest in the world that need to have 10 minutes to cut a live promo. And these three are not on that list right now. Darby has shown it at times. I don't think he needs to be doing it consistently. And I just, I don't know. This was like a really bad segment. There's other stuff we'll you know pick holes in, but this was actually really bad. I thought. I think it's just like conceptually like wrong as well in the sense of like it's you send them out there and like the idea is, you know, um, these three are going to go and take it in turns, saying what problem they all have with each other. It's like the problems that they have with each other. I think, like you said, like the Jungle Boy thing in kayfabe, it don't even fucking make any sense, you know. It's um, juvenile, right? Who cares, right? It's no, like, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I tweeted Bye. like four minutes in. I was like, "This is very much a sink or swim segment," yeah. and I don't think any of them really swam. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they did. They sent out MJF, yeah. and if I'm praising him, you know, it's a dire situation. So. Yeah. It was, yeah, and I saw the super chat that said I need Charlie to defend her Jungle Boy take. I said that I thought Jungle Boy had the best delivery in this segment, and I stand by that. The content itself, Monty, less to be desired. This is my opinion. But I thought he had the most confident delivery out of all of them. That's... I don't know really what happened with Darby. It was a bit bit messy this week. It was, yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like it was just like the delivery, the way he was saying it. It's like I get the point he was trying to make, but at the same time, like the way he was actually going on about it. Like whenever I was watching it, I was just like, mm, I don't know about that, but yeah. The sorry, Alexi, good. Okay, sorry. I was just like I'm about to say. I felt like they all felt like a little bit more confident, like once, like you know, MJF showed up, which I really mm-hmm. don't like. I don't know. It's just kind of like an, a point, like like Charlie said, where it's like sink or swim, or whatever. So it's just kind of like I don't know. For me, this this like angle really didn't do much. Like it didn't really move me or like make me like. I came out thinking like, oh, you know, these guys are great. You know, mm-hmm. they are, but it's just yeah, this whole story. This whole story is a paper. These um. Is a TV main event, bro. This ain't this ain't pay per view. It is. It's this ain't no. Even from the start, when it, everyone was like, "Oh, the four pillars," like this is so cool. Like, all right, man. I, I just think I think Jungle Boy's art is depth. Even Darby to an extent, like the people love him, but it's just like things like that. It's like if you're talking about someone who's going to main event pay per views and go into a program that's going to go a couple months to then make people want to buy a pay per view, it's just ah, oh, I don't know, man. These guys. <laughs> There's Sammy Guevara on content. These guys need help desperately because they've now done this a couple of times. And the first time a lot of people liked it and that's fine. But when you're in a main event program, your promo content cannot just be, man, I worked really hard to get here. Like that's cool. It's a great story. You need to start like trying to present yourself as, as a big deal, you know, and like some guys can get away with that. All three of them doing it and talking about how they were held back and there's a glass ceiling. And it's like, I don't even first. I don't even understand what a lot of it's rooted in when they talk about the like glass ceiling in AW. It's like all of these guys have been on the TV a bunch. You know, it's, it's super hollow in that regard, anyway. But even if it was true, who cares? You know, it's like tell me why you want to be the world champion. Don't tell me about about why you're you know proving the doubt is wrong. Like whatever, man. Like it's this is we're too deep into these guys running the promotion now for them all to be doing this promo. It's so cheap. It's it's a real shame. I think. It's not, um, like I said, I just don't, I don't think it's something that's going to make people really want to board both of you, to be honest. And not when it's executed like this, and people are just thrown out there to drown, you know, in the way that they did last night, it was, uh, it was bad, man. And overall, I think in a big picture sense as well, it's like this is kind of like diminishing the title a bit, you know. Um, sure. I, was saying, I was saying to Joe when I was talking to him yesterday, in this, like, you're running this elite uh, Blackpool comeback club. Thing at the time when you've got MJF feud in the pillars, which kind of feels like a side quest feud anyway. So, like, let's be honest, the most AEW fans are going to care more about Elite versus BCC because, like, of course they are. You know, it's fucking it's the Elite for starters. When you've got Moxley who just who's just turned heel, who was their ace, you know, for save, and that's obviously a superstar group that he's a part of as well. And it's just like they're doing these great angles and it's creative and it's like. They've thrown other bit like other pieces to the puzzle into it. Like Takesha was introduced yesterday. It's just um and then you look at the pillars angle, it's like even if that didn't miss as it did yesterday, and then it, you know, they went out there and Derby cut like a really good promo and it only went eight minutes and you know, it was you know, the the crowd was oohing and R in all the digs, which there wasn't, you know. Um even still it's just kind of the timing of these doesn't make the title look amazing, you know. So I agree. Yep. You know. What can you do, Joe? What can you do? 
I don't know. I've got a few ideas, but we'll carry on. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, a lot of people up the depth, I think, is the best <laughs> way I would put more yeah. pin in that. Uh, all right, so, um, next up, we had Britt Baker, hometown goal, and Jeremy Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. This was, uh, you know, Britt Baker got a hot tag, which popped me. <laughs> it always pops me to see Britt Baker get a hot tag in Pittsburgh, you know, because, like, she's going to try, you know, and she's like... <laughs> She's gonna try. Yeah, she's gonna try do a real hot tag, and you know, for the most part, she did when she done it. And um, you know, I thought this was a not most of these outcast homegrown tag team matches. You know, they're pretty good, man. But it's uh, you know, after this one, we didn't get like the shitty angle that have fucking been driving me nuts. But we got something lighter instead. Um, but Charlie, uh, what did you think of the match itself? I thought the match was pretty good. Like like you said, Britt always always does her little hot tags in Pittsburgh. It pops me. It makes me... I, I love seeing hometown reactions, no matter what mm-hmm. I think of the person who's getting them. So I thought yeah. I thought like that part was like really nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought the match was pretty good. There was a scary moment with Jamie Hayter where she got slammed into the stairs. And I was like, they're not showing her. So is she selling or has she actually just fuck something up but i think that just tied into her not running out later yeah. when all that went down so mm-hmm. i think she's yeah. fine for everyone else that had clogged onto that but yeah pretty solid match lexi what did you think um it was a pretty enjoyable like tag um i will say i did pop for like the outcast like matching like mm-hmm. little buns and <laughs> the the gear, but that yeah. was so cute i was like okay i'll give them that but um, I felt like each team like actually felt like a little bit like more cohesive, you know, yeah. now that they actually have like a, a direction where we're like trying to process through the storyline instead of just, oh, coming out, you know, spray paint after. Okay. You know, but overall, like, like she said the same thing about like Jamie Hayter when I was watching and I was just like, what's going on? Yeah, it was a little weird. And the way that uh, when Britt Baker got the win. She kind of yeah. just like rolled out the ring and went mm-hmm. over to Jamie and they kind of like scurried off together and they didn't yeah. really show much of it on camera and it was a was a little bit weird, but you know. Hopefully she's okay. You know. Uh hopefully it was just an angle or whatever. But you know, this was a not bad job. What did you think? I actually liked it quite a bit. I uh I completely agree in terms of the cohesiveness. Like the outcast thing is never gonna be, you know, the NWO, but like I actually think it's got like noticeably better as an act itself since Ruby was added. Like I actually think there's some there's some kind of neat elements to the act. It's not again, it's not it's not groundbreaking or anything, but like I think they're actually a decent little hill group and I think, you know, this this was a nice show for them all around. Soraya was actually like making the most of her annex outside the ring too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually like what they did here. Um you know, I thought this was one of the more positive parts of the show. I thought the match was, was pretty strong too, so yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was not bad at all. Not bad at all. And I was just happy that they didn't do a shitty angle after, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I've been driving me nuts, bro. I know uh, anyone who's watched this podcast absolutely knows that by now. Right, so um, next up after the break, we have, uh, we have a promo with Wardlow, who's uh, got himself some health. Joe, he's got himself some health, you know? He comes mm. into the frame. Big fucking arm, bro. <laughs> 
So, oh man, I'll, I'll, I'll pop for this. I can't. No one cuts this kid a promo. You know. No, <laughs> oh, we're playing chess now, brother. You know. Yeah, you know, I. Uh, I'm gonna be a little spite when we talk about Hobbs losing later. <laughs> but I will say I'm delighted to see the big man back. The enforcer is back. Incredible tracksuit. Um, oh. Yes. He's made the main point of his promo was like, yeah, Tully's smart, but I'm smarter. Incredible. Um, <laughs> just, just the You're idea, awesome, of, brother. Like the idea of him coaching Wardlow is such an incredible bit in itself. You know, like with the way that Wardlow wrestles. I don't even mean that's a knock. It's just funny. So, yeah, this is good on multiple levels. Um, it's unfortunate that as soon as this happened, you know what that meant for poor powerhouse Hobbs, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If nothing else, at least they gave Wardlow some kind of shit, you know, something different. I yeah, like it. I like it. Alexia, you're a big fan of Iron. <laughs> sure. Double A. <laughs> sure. Um, no, I mean, I thought the promo itself was, you know, it's pretty okay. I feel like in the past few months, like, I went from, like, Re, like being like you know like a getting so behind like Wardlow like mm-hmm. the past few months I've just kind of been like slowly just yeah. it has like nothing to, yeah brain. nothing to do with him it's just the booking from my at least yeah. from me it's just I don't know it's been it's been hard to get behind him mm-hmm. when the outcomes have been so I guess like. Not 50-50, because he loses more than he wins sometimes. But it's just, I don't know, it's just been so up and down that I haven't yeah. been able to stay consistently invested in him as a character. And it's really mm-hmm. hindered my enjoyance. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. I thought that was Well, you know, there's a, there's a big problem with Wardlow. And it's um, yeah. his baby it's face. His baby face. And... He's someone that, you know, he needs to feud the right people and not the fucking coolest people on the roster in Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs, you know? We'll get to it. Um, Andrew the Giant, two pounds. Says, Monty, you fired up for Tony D's trunk match. I'm always fired up for uh, Tony D outing, you know? Trunk match. That's the sentence. Yeah, bro. If you don't know. If you don't know, you don't need to know. I don't know. I don't know. Ibu, 499. Uh, AEW talk is tiring because there's reasonable criticisms to make, but people get defences due to the bad favours and everything's way off as doom at all. Oh, bro. Okay. I've got the podcast for you. Willie J, $5. Bojan, Detroit, Jesus Christ, reincarnated, could wrestle the rock on that Saturday show, and I'm still not giving up my goddess football to watch it. No. I will. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, 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 $2. Near Charlie to defend her Jungle Boy. Her Jungle Boy did best take. I did. She did? She did. She did. That's my opinion. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good when you end your take with it. It's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it like times tonight. Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> it's going great. Most of for one and night. Uh, some people aren't meant for in-ring promos. Yeah. Oh, yes. tell me about it, brother. Uh, Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you. Had the prayer mat out for women's tag match. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> because I see Britain, Jeremy, and Manchester next Saturday, oh, and yeah. other wrestlers at a fan convention. Oh, okay. okay, okay. For the love of wrestling in Manchester next weekend. I love that Monty Putney to that okay in the middle of the. <laughs> <laughs> Just the next thing is explained it, and you still have to do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Four ninety nine. Uh, Jericho did did more to get Outcast over and Cole as a babyface than TK has with weeks. Respect the Archer. I mean, go for it. You know, go for it, bro. Fast, fashy flavor. You know, <laughs> go for it. Um, all right. Do we have anything more? We have a Darren Walker special. <laughs> special five pounds. <laughs> Uh, Wardlow can't do promos, so double O with him. Now, now it helps him. Now, (laughs) 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 you gotta check these super chats before you hit send down, man. You put you put me up, bro. He's right, though. You can switch some words. I get the gist. I get the gist. Throw on Anderson, you know, let him cook on that one, all right, mate. Let him roll. Yeah, man. Shout out. I love him, bro. Yeah. It made it made what happened later in the show like a lot more bearable for me. So anyway, um <clears throat> then we got an MJF and Sammy Guevara deal where um basically MJF bribes MJF bribes Sammy Guevara to uh to uh get to the final and lay down and double or nothing for him. Did you see did you just see what happened there? Monty goes, yeah we had to have MJF and I went, this was good and Charlie did like the most <laughs> <laughs> you haven't all at once. There it is. That's the first person we've had. I like this, Charlie. I sense you did not. Would be my guess based on that response. It's it, it's it's just a whole lot of MJF in it. I have a quota, <laughs> and they'd already filled it. <laughs> so it was just. I was like, all right, he's back, and he's got Sammy with him, which is my least favorite part of this feud. So it was. I lost. Well, was like I just. Kind of uh... I lost. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Objectively, it wasn't bad. You just. You but had subjectively, yeah. I was not having yeah. a good time. That's fine. I have my own one of those moments in a minute, so don't worry about it. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, where are we at, Monty? We. You're right, mate. You look. <laughs> I, keep, I keep looking at him and he keeps shaking his head. I just, like this. No, it's just. I just you know what it is? The four, you see the four pillars for you. Like, Ibu hilariously has been cooked for this for like the past 24 hours. Because <laughs> yes. he was at one point saying it was better than nearly Blackpool Combat Club. And although I don't think it's main event, pay per view worthy, I think it should lead to a TV main event, etc., etc., and all the things I outlined earlier. I didn't think that they were doing that bad of a job with it. Then last right. night, bro, that opening, and then I even I didn't even enjoy this between MJF and Sammy. I don't like the idea of like saying, like, oh, yeah, I'll go lie down for you, bro. You know, so I don't care how much money. Then just MJF just being right. like, oh, you know, it's just never no, just like MJF, even it's just I don't know. Again, it's just this is this is the world, this is the world total, Joe. You know. This is this is this is big business. This is prestige that we're meant to be. Uh, I don't know what you want to do about that. I mean, I'm just. I'm all I'm saying is I thought the two minute segment was pretty good. You know, I mean, well, I, I you shouldn't be it. such a piece of shit. If we, we want to have a conversation about the the quote prestige of the world's title, we can have that another time. But I feel like you know, when, I want it now. <laughs> what happens? Let's, you know? let's get it. You come off the back of that Brian match, which was fucking incredible. <laughs> And we, what are we doing? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I can't answer that. 
I, I only indulge this 90 seconds of programming that took place. <laughs> You've got done from two minutes to 90 seconds. I, I think it may have been 40 seconds long. I'm not sure. It was not. I was not timing it. It may have been a couple of seconds. I don't know, but it was, you know. Our poor, poor soldier, Ibu, bro. He was just, he looked like a fucking maniac on the time last night, you know? Already objectively wrong. And then yeah. you think, just like, <laughs> I think it's as well, like, if any of our guys are wrong, it'll be our own guys that are highlighting it a few days yeah. later on the time. Hey, <laughs> I will quote tweet a tweet from mm-hmm. five days ago. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're all family, though, you know. Yeah. It's all jokes. Um, Brewer, 499. Alexia knows the real draw is pulling up for to save Rampage. God bless. Saturday. You know? I can't miss. I oh, can't yeah. miss him. It's oh, of Saturday. course. It's Saturday night rampage. Well, um, okay. That's my what have we got next, then, man? Because I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyway, okay, so we had Jay White versus Commander. Which, Let's go. You know, Jay, Jay White, yeah. He's a good match. Good match. Um, I saw someone moaning about a lot of discourse surrounding the match, but I didn't see the initial discourse around the match, so I don't know what's been going on. I thought it was just a good match, and most people People, enjoyed it. People were bitching about Wonder Rope spots. This always happens after a Lucha Libre match on AEW television, so I just ignore it for the most part. But yeah, they were bitching about it. It was just like, oh, Jay White was just standing there while Commander was doing his bit on the rope. It's just like, yeah... They're working together, whether you like it or not. Like it seemed, yeah, it, it seemed like a lot of people as well. Like n- normally, I'll, well, you know, we we always talk a little bit of discourse and stuff on this on this channel, unfortunately. But like, um, when it's something when it's something like this, like it's normally like it's pretty like you know whatever. Who cares what ten people on Twitter think? But it's like quite a lot of people, bro. <laughs> like, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, for media people and shit as well. It's just uh yeah, man, it was interesting. Uh, Commander, obviously, he has his style, Lucha Libre. He's one of the best high floors around, one of the most like, athletically impressive when it comes to like, the, the stunts and shit he can pull off. You know, like, he's right up there in, uh, you know, Vikingo's kind of in his own category because he just kind of makes shit up as he goes along. He's like, insane in that sense, yeah. in terms of like doing like. I don't. I wouldn't say he's like the best luchador. Definitely not. I wouldn't say Vikingo's the best luchador, but he's the most like. What's the word I'm looking for, Joe? <laughs> I feel like you know what I mean. Dynamic. <laughs> Telepathically. Dynamic. He's like the most like surprising and just he's you like know. He's the most just... versatile. He just it just comes out of nowhere. He's the craziest. <laughs> he's the craziest. Unpredictable. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah, unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's but... hmm. things I get asked on this show, folks. <laughs> 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 you, you got there in the end, you know. I did. I, did. I just, you know, you got the, you're the man, with, you're yeah. the man with the answers, bro. You okay, know, enough for the shit, man. But yeah, um, <laughs> shout out, Commander. The point I was trying to make is that he's also one of the most, uh, you know, unpredictable, fucking impressive high flyers around. And uh, you know, he's gonna do what he's gonna do, bro. He's gonna get in his bag. And Jay as the heel was like trying to prevent that, and they told the story like pretty well with that. Um, I thought Jay is just a great wrestler, you know, <laughs> simply put. Um, when it comes to like the booking and stuff, like we had like Sean Spears like throwing up like uh, 
writing cards and stuff. Oh, and God. as soon as I saw him, I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah. It's uh, and I, I like Sean Spears, man. I think he's uh, I think do? he's a really solid. I do, I do. <laughs> I think he's a really solid worker. And in the pinnacle, I thought he he played his role like excellently. What, what he was asked to do, I think he can. Uh, he's a good. He's a good wrestler to have on your roster, man. But um, when I'm bringing in someone like Jay White, and these are the first couple of weeks I'm seeing, I, I'm scared, bro. I can't. I can't lie. Like I'm, te- I'm, I'm terrified at this point. Um. I was a little bit worried with Bullet Bullet Club Gold um, when that got announced last week. <laughs> 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 Tell what we sit with that. Huh? <laughs> you should add a piece. What just happened? You said Bullet Club you said for the club gold and me and Alexis just at the same time. <laughs> the exact same time, too. Like, incredible. Oh, <sighs> well, yeah, we go from Bullet Club Gold to Sean Spears' angle. And, um. To Ricky. Yeah, this is, uh. Ricky. I saw someone say, but like, even Tony Khan's surprised that he's got Joe White judging off the booking that he's been giving him so far. <laughs> I, mean, he's just gonna, like, I think this is like kind of an introductory storyline because there's a lot of moving parts outside of AEW, especially if they're waiting on El Fantasma to come in and things like that. And if they're like just trying to fill some time before they get to Forbidden Door if anything goes on with David Finley and stuff like that. <clears throat> but um, I'm glad Jay at least had a really good match with Commander and it would, we'd be amiss to not mention the fact that Commander got signed. He is now all in. Of course. So it's very exciting. TK, he's been cooking with the signings. Like the last couple have been pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, he signs them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, it's, it's what you do. It's, it's what you do after. It's what you do after, any. And uh, I've got speaking of which, the Jay White stuff. You know, mm. that's just. Oh, I don't know, man. I just think if he I if think... it is an introductory feud, I just think he'd be better off just waiting. You know, I don't. I don't need. I've, I'm in no rush to see Jay White in a program that involves like your Sean Spears and the Juice Robinsons and that other world. And like, you mentioned Al Fantasma, and it's like, I like him. Like, I like Al Fantasma as a worker. Um, even when he was like, even though he does a little, even though he does do less of it now, but like, when he fucks around a lot, I know he gets like a lot of criticism for it, but like, that's just kind of what he does. It's like intentional, you know? But I do think when he locks in, he's a great worker. But at the end of the day, man, like, who gives a fuck about Al Fantasma? You know, in like a grand, in, in like the grand, in the grand scheme of things, Charlie, I like him too. I like him too, but he's not. No one's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no, not. When you bring when you bring in someone like Jay White, someone who's like been IWGP World Champion multiple times, he's a Grand Slam Champion in New Japan. He's main event at the Tokyo Dome. Big fucking deal, you know. And you bring him in, and he already just feels like. He's doing beatdowns with Sean Spears, bro. He's he's running off from Sean Spears and Ricky Starks, and all like Starks a lot a lot more than fucking about eighty percent of this channel, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, but even still, bro, it's just fuck, man. 
I'll, I'm worried, bro, because I like Jay White a lot. I think he's like one of the best talents, like genuinely, like yeah. in the entire business, any company, you know. Um, There's so many of their top stars currently tied up in storylines, though. Like, if you've got a talent like Jay White signing in and not doing anything is also like a bad idea. So at least they're doing something, I guess. But it's interesting. It's like it's still, like they're still gonna get like criti- at least AEW is at least gonna get criticism. Like they got Jay White, they don't have them do any program. People are gonna be like, "Oh, Tony just likes to sign people just for fun, throw yeah. him in a program." It's like, "Oh my gosh, why are you putting him in a program?" Like it's like either way, it's like. I mean, the program right. could be good. That'd be that'd be nice, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> the core program is Ricky, right? Ultimately, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The bigger miss rather than the matchmaking is like the overall presentation in terms of we just and look I understand folks this is hypocritical because we just talked about not everyone even live pro- live promos. I think when you get a Jay White, you could probably announce a live promo for him. You know, I think yeah. a mission statement kind of deal. I think you could have rolled out the red carpet for him in a way where you basically fuck it, take a victory after you got him. I mean, this was a big get, and I think in some ways he wants to get into the meat, you know, the actual substance of him wrestling and so on. And I get it, but I, I do think they could have the week after his debut. I do not think he should have just done a 30 second pre-tape, you know, like, I think it should have been like, we got the top talent in the industry and we, you know, we can't wait for you guys to see what you can do every single week. And like you've seen before with forbidden door and all that good stuff, but I don't know. I think that's where the miss is more than like who he's wrestling. Um, It's the, it's the little things, man. It's like, Presenting him as this massive signing rather than just slotting him into your system. Um, for what, you know, for his part of it, he looked superb on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, we can all agree on that much. I mean, he looked terrific and, and made the most of what they, they had for him. And it was a cool matchup. I will say the Commander match was kind of, I was torn on it in the sense that I liked it because it was like a cool, fresh thing for him to do. The only negative with it was for me was like, it's really hard to shine bright when you're wrestling commander who does that many cool things, mm-hmm. right? That's that's difficult. Uh-huh. But I thought he did a really good job. It's so honestly, in the end, I don't even have a problem with that. Part. But I just think sometimes I think Tony's issue is not so much the overall direction; it's the way he's executing it. And I, I just I think he could have emphasized a little bit more. We got Jay Wyatt, you know, and and I uh, I don't think he's quite nailed that thus far. That's just my take on it. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're being, uh, I think you're being too polite, Joe. You know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a, I don't think he's quite nailed it. Then there's like signing the biggest free agent or outside right. of Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. Um, signing one of the biggest like, free agents that you're going to sign all year. Yep. Um, you know, like you, you was right on with like, the whole present. The presentation stuff is like, it's, it's thought like, it's really bad, bro. Like the fuck, the fucked up his debut, like his re-debuters and all of these. Yeah, that was like the, the fuck that all. Then yeah. you just mentioned the next week it's followed up by a thirty-second pre-tap, but nobody gave a fuck about you know. And then this week he's doing angles with Sean Spears. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> this, disagree. This is fucking ass, just... bro. It's ass. No, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I do think the Ricky deal is more important than you're you're giving credit for. Um, I know he's not everyone's favorite on this platform, but Ricky did just beat Jericho twice. You know, I think he's pretty high on the card. So I think that's a bit. I think the problem is having the other guys involved, and it kind of waters it down. You know, I think you're better off just having Jay White and Ricky starts to a program rather than he's with Juice and Sean Spears is involved and so on and so forth. Would be my 
my my kind of take on that. But I don't know. I don't know. I thought the match was beast. Like yes, I don't really, yeah. like, like match is very good. Yeah. Just overall, I don't know. It kept yeah. me entertained. That's usually like I'm not a very like I don't look at stuff and like I'm like over analyzing everything. Like I literally just look at it. I'm like, did I enjoy it? Yes. Was it good? Yes. Okay, then I liked it. You know, but it's I don't know. To a point, it is kind of like. I don't want to nitpick and like break down everything, but you know, it's not really, it's out of my hands, out of my control. I just, I'll either like or don't like what they present to me, you know? I mean, I'd say that's just be patient with it, but it's just, you know, I've, uh, I don't know, man. No, (laughs) I just, I have faith. Mm hmm. I need, I need a reason, you know. <laughs> I, need, I need a reason. I'm not sure you're going to get the reason you're looking for. Yeah. I think a lot of what this is, is not even so much about Jay White, right? It's more like tony's overall approach of doing things because you're a fan of jay white you would hope he would break out of like his usual kind of way of, way of handling a spotlight and he kind of just done the same thing as usual they got a little pre-tape they set up a match and they had the match you know like i i guess what to me is monty would is that a fair assessment of where you stand on this deal so like you wanted it to be different you wouldn't really get a kind of grand grand opening what are you, what are you thinking even no but it's like even insert him into just like he doesn't have to he doesn't have to like completely break away from his usual like bullshit that he does you know and his usual like the way he plans out his shows and segment was segment, blah 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 it doesn't you can just put him in a more prominent position do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like okay like he opened up the show when he debuted you know but it was very quick angle blah 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 you know it's like on the flip side i know it's the world title few but it's like that pillars thing went 20 minutes last night you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Then it's like he can wrestle a match and that'll go 10, 15 minutes. Of course, like, we all know, anyone that's followed him knows that Jay White's a great wrestler and it's good to show that the fans that may not know him as well, that he can be a great wrestler, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, um, I think he was right on in the sense that like, it would have been nice if like, he would have got a live promo and given, like that maybe yeah. even made things a bit easier. Like if he would have came out and he dropped a mission statement and he's name dropping like big names and the world title and this and that and the things that people want to see Jay White doing in AEW, you know. Um, and then he goes into a feud with your Rickies and your Spears, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but you know you're getting eventually to here, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas um, I know a lot of AEW fans will be of the thought process of like, of course Jay White will get to that point eventually. Of course he will, but it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like you, I feel like you guys obviously will have a lot more faith in Tony as a booker than I do. You know, this is why I say no, like, I, I need, I, I need I to it, like yeah, see be. something, yeah, yeah, to reassure me that Jay White is going to be booked as the talent he is in this company. Because so mm-hmm. far, even though we're only two, three weeks in. I've seen absolutely nothing to suggest that, like not a thing, like not one little thing. So no, I get it, yeah. And I, the one thing I would say is, and we've talked about this before, actually. But this is like a good example of it, I think. I do think, you know, once upon a time, wrestling TV featured 
too few conflicts almost. It would just be like you'd have guys would go over with wins consistently and you'd have your kind of programs, your, your handful of programs. And now I do sometimes think we've gone too far in the other direction where it's like, I don't think it would be a travesty if Jay White came in and was just presented as a massive star who just won matches and we were waiting to see who he was going to target for a program. We are waiting to see what Bell he's going to go for. You know, I don't, I don't think everyone needs to come into an immediate program is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you do that, you kind of have to balance things out. You don't want to just kill Ricky, right? Like that's, you, don't, you don't want to do that. So then you're kind of – So then you kind of, uh, you know, you insert Spears so he can take a four and a tag or whatever you're going to do. So um, – I think that's another thing too. Like I, I do think there's an argument you could have just debuted him as a massive deal and built up to this big in-ring debut or dynamite debut, I should say, of a, of a massive signing. But that's not what they chose to do, clearly. Yeah. That's not what they chose to do. I guess if anyone – I guess my uh, final thoughts is, is I'm fucking petrified, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm worried, bro. I'm a big Jay White guy, man. Um yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah after yeah. the after the match there was the beat down, you know, with Spears and then Ricky comes out, you know, mm. to save and the runoff from uh Juice and Jay kind of scatter from Ricky Starks and Sean Spears and uh like Joe said it's probably setting up a tag, Spears will probably take a fall and uh, we'll see where <laughs> we'll see where it goes, you know. Um I hope I hope I'm wrong, bro. Like this is you know it's very, it's very rare in professional wrestling think, podcasting that you hope you're wrong, but this is definitely that kind of uh, instance. No, honestly, I think he'll. I think when the next cycle comes around, he will be featured very prominently. I don't know if he'll ever be presented the way you're imagining, which is fine. I've been there. We'll get to Powers Hobbs in a minute, but um, I do think he'll be like a focal point of the promotion, genuinely. So we'll see. We'll let it play out, brother. We will, we will, we're gonna have to, you know. Um, all right, what did we have next? Um, gonna need some help as we get further along. Uh, I think we okay, and Hobbs. I'm more certain we did because that was we did, more... yeah, <laughs> we did. Oh, shit, did we skip over? Uh, that, that's yeah. just yeah, oh, fuck, man. You know, uh, you know, what the thing is, I really enjoyed the match, all the versus yeah. TNT Championship. I really, I, I really enjoyed like all the horse shit and stuff at the end, you know, and all the interferences and Arn getting in the ring and dropping a DDT, and it was just yeah. like you know, it was a. Uh, I was fired up, man. It was um, I loved it, especially like the Arn stuff again, you know. But like, I loved it anyway. From um, just in general, man, like they're just like the brawling on the outside and stuff. Like I think they really, I think they really killed it, honestly. And I wasn't expecting them to, like in that in that way. I, like, I genuinely wasn't. Um, but yeah, man, Wardlow got the win, and that's Hobbs's TNT reign, which we was a lot of us were waiting for Hobbs to get that reign for quite a while, and uh, he got it. Couple of rampage TNT title defenses, um, none really too notable. I think the most notable one was probably the Phoenix one, which was the first one. Um, yeah, man, and it, it's all it's all over. Uh, Wardlow is a TNT champion, three time champion. Um, he's got it again. And um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what this means. So Hobbs, um, it's a shame. I think, uh, like I said, a lot of people kind of waiting for Hobbs to get a ball to run with like this, and it feels like he's now getting it snatched from him before he could even like, run five yards. You know, um, it's Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh, this I will concede. 
And I'm glad you messed up the order, actually, Monty, because you could kind of fall on the sword first and get upset about Professor. This made me more mad than wrestling generally does at this point in my life. Um, <laughs> I've tried to get, like, I just feel as a, and again, on, an, on like an objective level, I thought the match was strong. The crowd loved it. There was a lot to like here. But as a fan of Powerhouse Hobbs, it felt like we waited a really long time for him to get like anything to sink his teeth into. And the fact that not only was this run so short, it came with the QTV stuff, which I like hated. And it felt like it stripped of all of the cool, like all of his, everything I liked about Powerhouse Hobbs was almost like clouded by that, you know? This was really frustrating as a fan of his. Now, again, that's a subjective thing. If you don't care about that, you won't care as much. But like on an objective level, I do think <clears> the belt is is uh, is an issue. Like I'm actually for the idea that anything can happen. It can be unpredictable. When you go back to Wardlow again, it's like it's not. It's just you know I don't think it's helping anyone at this point. Um, really frustrating. I, I don't know where. Where I mean, I assume Hobbs will get rid of the QTV guys. Right, I guess, and that would be like his next thing. But considering how long we waited to get this, it's hard to be like super optimistic. I mean, he was doing the Book of Hobbs thing for like three months, maybe. And we were waiting for like they're gonna get to the bay and he's gonna and it's like he got it, he won the belt. We all said they got themselves in a corner and there they were. They were you know, they're back in the same position again. So I don't know. This I thought this was was frustrating in terms of we all hope they had kind of an answer and in reality they just went back to where they were. It's a shame. Hmm. Yeah. It's just, what do you even say at this point? Because I feel like I bitch about the same thing about the TNT title every time this happens. Because, like you said, this is like he's the this is the third time he's champion. It's like it's the same four guys in the division. They finally got Sammy Guevara away from it, but now it's just Wardlow and Hobbs. It's, and when they announced the match, I was just like, one of them's going to come out of this looking real fucking weak. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that Hobbs looks weak, but what do you do next? Where, where do you go with him? There's no, there's nothing lined up for him after this, unless you just have him win the title back. But what's the fucking point of doing that? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, because yeah. he didn't, it's not like Wardlow lost the title on a pay per view and then like, he won it on the pay-per-view and then lost it like four days later. It's like, I don't know, it stresses me out. I don't think that Wardlow needed the belt again because it didn't fix his character last time. It's not going to fix it this time. And Christian Cage does not need to be challenging for a belt. I love him. I think he's great. But it did not need the TNT title when Hobbs benefits from having it a lot more. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it, the, the whole Wardlow TNT situation is like bizarre. Because so you had Hobbs beat him, and that's a that's definitely something that a lot of like said before. Like a lot of people want to see Hobbs have the ball and mm -hmm. run with it, you know. And like it was fine. Like it felt like finally we're getting that. And it's like a lot of Hobbs fans were even like taking the QTV stuff, which they thought was pretty bad. They were just kind of taking that in stride mm -hmm. because it's like fuck, Hobbs is the champ. You know what I mean? Like finally he's got a ball to run with. And like he's doing the QTV bullshit, and he's just like they look ridiculous coming out with him. I think and um. And then he drops the title after a matter of weeks. And it's the thing is, so Wardlow, when Wardlow lost the belt, okay, yeah, he didn't lose it clean, but you did have like a good opportunity to like get Wardlow away from that shit, you know, like get him away from that TNT title scene because it's not going to help the belt. It's not going to help him at this point. And then when he comes back and he comes back for Hobbs, it's just like, fuck, 
<laughs> you know, and they um, they announced this match, and you know, well, you know, they're gonna dress it up as Wardlow's hometown, which they did, and um, they're gonna, you know, it was quite hard to predict what they were gonna do, and in the end, they ended up just fucking putting Wardlow over, man. And now it's Charlie said it; it's not gonna get him over, I don't think, unless like some miracle happens, like Bill Goldberg. Um, you say miracle. I do not share that opinion. I do not share that opinion. It will pop a crowd. But I'm not the crowd. Alexia, what are your thoughts on this whole... The TNT total business in general, but of course also the match. Okay, so for me, obviously, like, okay, like I said earlier, like, these past couple of months, I've just been, like, less and less behind Wardlow like because of like I'm just kind of nothing against him personally but it's just like having like the same like you know I guess like, I get it hot potatoing the title like you know going back and forth between Hobbs and Wardlow um it just hasn't done for me and like anything for me personally like I'm just like all right you know every time like the segment with the TNT title QT Marshall um everything comes up I'm just like all right can we like keep it moving you know because it's like <laughs> It's like, what do you do? Like, what do you, where do you go from here with either one? Like, with Wardlow, are you just going to have him go back to feuding with Hobbs? Are you going to introduce more people to the title? Like, what do you do with Hobbs? Is he going to stay with like QT and like, and solo? So it's just kind of like, to me, it's like, yeah. Kinda like a little loophole. Not a little loophole. What's it called? Just a loop. A loop. It's like the whole It's just a loop. It's a loop. It's like Groundhog Day with that fucking title. We're doing the it same is, yeah. shit. It's over brutal, over. man. It, it, it's fucked. That, that, that title's fucked for the time being, and it, let's be honest. Um, like, I you know, get the TV yeah. title, and they get ping-ponged around. It's like, but don't have it be the same four people, five people all the time. Yeah. Because I feel like Wardlow's been involved with this title for like seven months, and he's had it three times, and none of the reigns have been particularly great. Like or Memorable. It's there's not a, done anything for him. No, there's a good way to... Like, we've seen it this year, a good example of when you hot potato the thing correctly. The Joe Darby thing was great. Yeah. You know? I have, I had no complaints about that because of the way it was executed and the fact that, to me, them trading the belt back and forth for those couple months elevated the belt because the matches yeah. were great and they were compelling and it was a great dynamic. And it's like, it's not just a case of, as you both said, it's not just a case of the belt being hot potato. It's the fact that it feels like we're just going in circles. It's like... <laughs> Does anyone need, like, even if you're a big Wardlow fan, do you want him with, back with this belt? Like, why would that be the thing? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's bizarre. Bro, I, I love Wardlow, and I think you his do. booking has been, um, I think his booking has been, like, really bad in terms of, like, playing to his strengths and not really, like, yeah. you could I feel like they had something that they really could have gone with, and now that's, like, completely, like, gone. Like, it's gone, you know? Yeah. To be fair, like, I know that like it's kind of it's semi local to his hometown or whatever where he used to wrestle there a lot or whatever the yeah. fuck. But like, you know, we got some good reactions last night. He did. And um, you know, he's the champ again now and it's just how they build on that. Christian again, it's like they keep putting him with heels that people just like really enjoy, well, you sure. know. I think Luchasaurus is the match though. Maybe. Which is he is he is he still not wrestling because of the whole like fucking name thing? I don't know. I, mean, is, I, I don't know. He has. Has he been mentioned by name yet? <laughs> I don't know. 
Because there was that weird stuff with his name, wasn't there? That he was yeah. getting sued or something because of his name, and you can't, in like, they can't call him Luchasaurus. Like, what's, go- Wait, what what's going on with his name? I don't, I don't think I'm caught up with the lore. There's um, is it like a game company or something like that? They must yeah. have their own Luchasaurus, basically. And um, there's been like the whole, there's been like a whole legal back and forth with um them and AEW about like. You know how they can the usage of Luchasaurus's name and likeness and blah 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 blah. So um, I doubt that's been the reason he's been off all t- TV all this time. I'm sure he was injured or some shit. You know what I mean? But um, oh, he's a mask as a mask. Yeah, he's a mask. Okay, that's even more bizarre. Whatever. I know, but <laughs> wrestling is just a weird thing when it comes it's to like these copyrights so and you know, fuck those man. <laughs> Right, so um, we have got a few super chats that I want to fly through. Um, Bam, $5. He says, put the belt, I think you meant to say, put the belt back on the GOAT Kenny Omega already. So glad to see Charlie and Alexia on the pod again. GOATs, uh, Joe and Monty, you already know how I feel about you two. God bless. <laughs> Feels like an attack, but I'm sure <laughs> well, it's not. You know? emoji, so. Is that what that oh, is? Oh, it's cool. square shout to out. me. Shout out, shout out the brother Bam. Um, Pedro, 199. Happy Commander is all elite. Viva la Raza. Shout out, Commander. Um, Very happy for him. C. Yonce, 199. Can we fast forward to when the Golden Lovers reunite? Ideally. Beast. I'm sure I've, I've missed out. What about with the. Something went up in my background. No, I mean, I just went. went yeah. Anyway, um, we missed we missed loads of shit. There. I, don't, I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was talking earlier. Um, Mavs fan eighty four one ninety nine Spears chairman gimmick was great. Underrated. Yeah. I mean, the entrance was certainly something. Why yeah. You remember when he would cut like the promo in the? Remember the chair room? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that's when that's when it was like, all right, calm down, you know. <laughs> it's like, God, that feels so long ago. Yeah. Why is this, bro, bro, bro? Two dollars. Monty would BC gold beating FTR be good to you? Absolutely not. I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that too. What if he do this to me? You know. What, what did I do to deserve this? You know, on my Thursday night. So we, we're in overtime, and we're, we're yeah. I'm trying my hardest here. You know, <laughs> keep looking at your notes and shaking your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I also missed somehow the fucking the best the part FGR. of the show, in my opinion. Um, the elite, the elite in-ring promo. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they come out, Wayward Sons, all that good stuff, you know. I love to see that entrance every time. Um, Kenny Omega, he's, he's looking serious. He's looking sombre, you know. He ain't, he ain't he eyebrows, feel. too. Yeah, man, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's locked in. He's locked good in. Good like, yeah. um, yeah, and he, he cuts a promo about, like, how he wants to sell this, like, man, and all the back and forth and all the... All the people that have been hurt, people sent around it, sent away in ambulances, families been hurt, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, uh, calls them out, basically. And um, no one comes at first. And who pops up on the screen? Brian Danielson calls them a bunch of amateurs. They're all amateurs. They're amateurs. Uh, and then 
the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, you, Claudio, the sneak in the ring, attacking from behind, brawling, going back and forth. They're getting, they're getting the shit kicked out of them at points. Uh, Nick, Nick Jackson was going crazy, like he was wrestling yeah. in a pay-per-view match. He was just fucking diving all over the place. Yeah, he's, he's, he, Tony needs to give him a match, bro, because he's got... Um, he's, he's just, it's like he's chomping at the bit. Loaded. I really thought they were going to announce the Nick Claudio match for Rampage. I was ready for it. Yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to see that. I love Nick but yeah, that, he was a really good brawler as well. Like, like I said, yeah. Nick was flying all over the place, the brawling all over the place. Um, people are hitting big moves left, right, and centre. I love yeah. like brawls that have like a chaotic feel to them, and they definitely yeah. captured that with this. Um, I was the Northern Lights suplexes with like one and a half. Hours yeah, exactly. Yeah, they sort of mean, and then it's yeah, then it's like when it's cut into someone in the crowd brawling, and then it's cut into this yeah. and that. Then Nick's flying across the screen, and it's like yeah. it was good shit, man. And then. Um, and then, Don, then obviously the, the the elite are starting to like you know starting to get the asses beat. Brian starts coming down to the ring and he's talking about um, amateurs, amateurs. <laughs> he's doing that whole thing and um, it's looking messy for the elite. It's looking especially messy for uh, Kenneth, you know. And um, Don Callis goes to come out with a chair and he gets halfway down the ramp and he's like, "Fuck this," you know. <laughs> he turns around and he runs up. He runs up. And uh, immediately, as soon as this, as soon as this happened, I was like, "Who's he gonna bring with him? You know, um, who's he gonna, who's he gonna go and get?" And eventually, he comes back with none other than Kanosuke Takeshita. Mm. He uh, he runs down, uh, <laughs> Tons Dun, dragging him down, and then he eventually <laughs> runs down to the ring and he, he clears the ring. He makes the save, and uh, you know, it's all good vibes, happy days. Don Callison jumps into the ring as well, and he raises uh, Kenny's and Takeshita's arms. Kenny kind of looks a bit sceptical about it, uh, as he has been pretty much with everything with Don Callis lately. And, um, yeah, Takesha's in the fold of this feud now, uh, obviously with the Elite. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, because like, I thought this was, like, a really, really solid brawl, you know. And uh, I-, I liked it. It's my favourite part of the show. Charlie, you are the Elite Law. Yes. Um, Analyst, reporter, can you tell us what? Um, <laughs> can you tell us what these latest wrinkles and what this angle may mm-hmm. mean, and what are the uh, what are the things the the elite law enthusiasts are speculating about now? Yeah. So I still think they're teasing the Kenny and Brian match, like their second match, because I don't think it was a coincidence that Kenny was cutting the promo and it was Brian that interrupted him on the big screen. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're both like the spokespeople for their group, but like that just kind of makes it feel more like that's going to be the first big match that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has it did surprise me that they didn't set up a rampage match because I I'd been saying all day Nick's going to get a rampage match and it's going to be against yeah, yeah. audio, <laughs> yeah. and then they paired off in the brawl and I was just like, okay, they're going to announce it for rampage and it didn't happen and I was like, fuck, why are we not doing this yet? But um, with Takeshita coming out. I had said previously that he was going to join Blackpool Combat Club, and I stand on that. I still think that it's a red heron, and that's how they're going to get Hangman back in with the Elite, because they're going to be three three down to five, so they're going to need someone. And Hangman's going to make the save when Takeshita turns on Kenny in a tag match or something. That's what what I'm anticipating. That's my... Real Takeshita sounds um, very interesting. I think it will be interesting because he's because I don't he doesn't really cut a lot of promos now, anyways. 
but obviously with Brian being the spokesperson and they had each other's back in the MJF feud and all that. Mm-hmm. So there's like, they have the previous ties of loyalty. And I know obviously Takeshita has all his history with Kenny, mm-hmm. but I, I think that people are saying that Don Callis is going to turn as well. I'm not too convinced on that, mainly because I don't want Don Callis associated with the Blackboard Combat Club. So that might just be me being biased. But um yeah, I, th- I definitely think Takeshita is going to turn and it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. And because I had said that Hangman was going to appear during this segment and then he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why, because they've done this red herring move. But, yeah. So if if Hangman's number four, is Ibushi number five? Yeah. So if that's the case, why does it still seem that Ibushi's trying to get into contact with like Tony and stuff? Because that well, seems to be the vibe that um, is going on right now. I don't know, man. It's, uh... I don't believe anything that wrestlers say on Twitter, to be honest. <laughs> especially, especially him, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm just... I think that's how the storyline's mapped out and Ibushi's going to be their fifth person. And he's just working on Twitter probably better than 95% of wrestlers do, but... I don't know what it's you know. It's gonna be as long as you don't upload any more weird videos, you know. <laughs> more so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird. That, that was a weird day. You it know? was like really early in the day as well, and I was like, it, was, right, it wasn't even so. It wasn't even so much what he was doing. It was the breathing, <laughs> not the soundtrack <laughs> to it. Like it was. It was, um, it was so. Interesting, uh, interesting Twitter post to cover Ibushi is, you know. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Ibushi, man. Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, Charlie, what did you think of this big brawl? No, not Charlie, Alexia. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I was going to say, I just spoke for five solid minutes. <laughs> Wait, no, Charlie. Wait, yeah. me. <laughs> yes. Okay. You. Um, I thought it was really, it was really fun. Um, I really enjoy, you know, the part where he like takes out the screwdriver or screwdriver. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, you know, I should have like, you know, I blank. Kill you. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really enjoy uh, heel Blackpool Combat Club. Like. Mm-hmm. I love how much of a little shithead Yuda is. Like he finally, <laughs> like you know, it's it's finally like all those people are like, oh yeah, he's boring. Like okay, maybe he is, but not. not so <laughs> um, I don't know. And then like just Claudio just fucking picking up. Uh, was it Nick? Yeah, it was awesome. yeah, yeah, that was oh, dude. Just the gut wrench suplex. He was just launching him about. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I thought the whole brawl was like really well done because you know how there are some like oh you know let them fight and stuff but like it's not it just looks kind of weird and like very like structured and like scripted Mm -hmm. this one it just felt like an actual like oh shit like looking everywhere and stuff but i personally was really big um fan of this especially like you know takeshita coming out because everything is better with takeshita of course Mm -hmm. you know um Okay. Zaid Nadi 499. Monty, I hope you're holding up with Cody's last. 
It took me two weeks to recover. Ibu's well-being, I'll worry about, though. Hashtag SummerSlam2023, the story finishes. <laughs> um, I mean... He's not holding up. He <laughs> went on a 10-minute rant about Jay White, like, 20 yeah. minutes ago. I think that's... that's <laughs> Unfortunately, since this super chat was sent, we have found our answer is not... Yeah. <laughs> I think well, I don't know if you said it on the air but if it was like you know the Wembley announcement got Monty for a week or so patched himself up with it we're going to Wembley <laughs> sat himself down and watched some more grabs said this shit fucking sucks he couldn't do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> he's backed in man listen I've always got my little pups on every Hang show whether it's NXT whether it's Dynamite whether it's Raw or Smackdown I'll, I'll find something on every show that pops me but in terms of like um overarching like big angles the elite blackpool combat club stuff is very good but i haven't connected with it in the way that say an example like for charlie you know <laughs> um <laughs> it's good shit but there's nothing that's nothing none of the big big angles in wrestling right now are like really fire me off like none of them like even like this even like cody's like chase for the title now that he's lost up mania it's just like it's not yeah it's not the same is it you know um, <laughs> Ray Mysterio, the Ray, the Ray and Dom stuff still fucking rules, but it's not like that's a world title program, you know. Um, ah, but Zaid, I'm struggling, brother. You know, yeah. I'm struggling. Ibu's cut, you know. He's, he's, he's cut, sure, he know? is. He, he just he's he's writing long tweets about MJF <laughs> and fucking. <laughs> Ricky, the real Ricky Starks one ninety nine. I only want Ibu as my partner. He's a perfect ten. Yeah. <laughs> Short time Spurs, $5. It's no problem to hot potato at all every once in a while, but this is like the four straight TNT program where it's happened, hurts everyone. Agreed. Yes. $5, $5, $5. It's a TV title. It's supposed to hot potato. Look at the history of other previous, uh, of other previous other TV titles. This generation is just not accustomed to it yet. They're just not well. doing it well. That's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> you can it's see nothing it. to do with the hot potato. As an Arn Anderson stand, I'm famously unfamiliar with the history of television titles. So <laughs> generational thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Zora Hart, $5. My toxic take is a roster that has Jay White and Swerve as Mikada shouldn't have its Premier TV belt on solid guys like Wardlow or Hobbs. I mean, there's definitely a discussion to be had about that sort of thing, you know? But it's like, if you do that, then how do you elevate people, you know? It's like, you don't always need titles to elevate people, but it's a pretty, you know, a pretty uh, tried and tested way of doing so, you know? If you get it right, you can definitely elevate people. So, you know, um, but look at Gunther, for example, you know? Um <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of a mid card title that's been movie, just... really well and elevated someone. It's like yeah. a lot of like a lot of like especially us guys on screen, like a lot of us like online fans, like we all knew about Gunther Walter, you know. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, he's amazing. Yeah. But like coming up to the main roster, <laughs> it's uh it's a different it's a, it's a different world up there. So they've really done a really great job of establishing with that title, you know. And uh yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, is okay. I'm intrigued. Okay, so Monty, am I wrong in saying that on your personal? This is not me, fans. I'm just guessing where Monty stands. Would on your personal big board, Swerve would be below Wardline Hobbs, wouldn't he? 
I'm really thinking this one over. <laughs> really mulling it over. I'm glad I asked. Now, this is apparently the most interesting question Monty's had thrown in for months. <laughs> Look at the consideration. Mate, okay, so I think I think Jay White is in a completely different <laughs> stratosphere to yes. like Swerve, Wardlow, and Hobbs. You know, um, personally, for my preference, I'd go I'd go Hobbs next. Yeah, I, think, go on. I just think there's something there. You know, keep going. Um, then. Uh, <laughs> You know, Wardlow might be cooked, but we'll see, you know. Um, but you'd have to put Swerve above him right now, you know. But he's a TNT champion, so it's like he's probably above all these people right now. I was very I was very about. close. I, I, I thought I had you on the right. Uh, I thought I had a good read on you there, Monty. I was very close. It's a shame. But we'll, we'll circle back to you in a couple of weeks. Listen, man, I, I, don't, I don't lie about these people, bro. You know, I, might, I may not be no. as high on Swerve as some other people. I don't see him as a future world champion or anything. Maybe even like the person in the comment was suggesting, um, but he's still good, you know. Like I don't, I don't think he's ass or anything. He's, uh, you know, he's just uh, he's swerve, ain't it? You know. I few more super chats. Um, Brain Buster, shout out Gulch, um, one ninety nine. Appreciate you. <laughs> shout out. Gulch. I love Gulch. Marathon 84, 199. Ibushi Brian will have wild hot head, neck, bumps. Yeah, of course it will. Absolutely. Oh, Very scary times. Yeah. Ibushi's like, um, you ever heard Meltzer talk about, like, when he spoke to Ibushi about, like, how he, like, bumps on his neck? Like, like, he must have spoke to him after, like, one of the night matches or something, <laughs> unsurprisingly. And he was just like, oh, yeah. There's... Apparently, Ibushi was like, there's, like, a way to do it, you know? Like there's a way to land on your head, you know. Like just, oh yeah, I'm sure. These, these people are insane, bro. Like, Dude, like there's the, a right way to land on your neck, you know. It's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I went to um, spring break and blood sport. So actually, seeing like Ibushi's that up close, like seeing take that fucking like a bump off onto the like the table or like the door oh, off the was, ring. That was terrifying. Like I was literally sitting there, and I had never flinched that hard at a like a wrestling like bump. Like I was just like, "That man is insane." The way he just got up, and I was just like, "What?" I don't know, but that was just crazy. Um, I can't imagine how that match, the Bushi Brian match, will even look like. I can't. I, I don't even want to think about it. I was just it was stressful. <clears throat> Yeah, I just hope uh, the bush is all healed up, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, he was fucked up, man. You know? <laughs> he was yeah. fucked up. Um, then, obviously, like, even the matches that he's had back, it's like, um, I know he went, like, 20 minutes with Janela. But, like, going 20 minutes with Janela is very different to going seven minutes with Brian, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, a, it's a very different match you're going to have, so... And obviously the the uh, the speedball match was literally like six seven minutes. So, um, still I still haven't really been able to get like a real read on where he's at, you know. So, um, I do want him in AEW though. It always feels like the like the natural fit for him at this point, you know. Coming like uh, you know, come uh, come link up with the boys, man. <laughs> All right, so um, now we're gonna. Skip forward 
because I missed things and we're now like back to where we was originally. Um, FTR promo is then interrupted because they're showing um, video footage of Mark Briscoe getting beat down by the Trustbusters. Um, he's being checked up on in the locker room and uh, FTR bursts into the locker room. There he's with uh, Team Jarrett and Cole and um, yeah, man, Briscoe apparently he's not he's not cleared, so he can't go and get payback. So they have to, um, you know, it's now down to FTR and Team Jarrett who are going to be linking up this Saturday on Rampage. I hear <laughs> versus the Trustbusters, and um, <laughs> this is some Alexia Graps, isn't it? You know, this is what? <laughs> this is, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> this is some this is some Alexia uh, highlight stuff, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> this is the stuff Alexia would book on her wrestling show, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Every single wrestler, yep. Yeah, all these guys. <laughs> all these especially, guys. Especially Cash Wheeler. Great guy. Can we, um, can we all agree, though, this was the execution, this was like hilarious in the best way. The fact that Renee <laughs> waited until they were on screen for like, hey, yeah. your best friend's got the shit kicked out of him, by the way. Go <laughs> here's fix video that. footage. Yeah, <laughs> here's she literally. <laughs> can you have told him before? And let me clip it. I mean, that's, to me, that's the kind of whole shit that makes wrestling work. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's part of the game. Custodian Brian Pillman Jr., American Okada, one of the If the BBC needs me, pause. I'm always there for backup. Pause. Uh, Appreciate you, though. Thank you, Custodian BPJ. Absolutely. Always shout out the the gimmicks we got going on. Um, All right. Um, Adam Cole, Jericho, face to face. Um, okay, so <laughs> Adam Cole, Adam Cole's obviously not very over because you know he's uh he's got that good baby face for at the moment. You know uh, he's just came back from injury. A lot of people have missed him and stuff, and the crowd just like really happy to see him. He's still got like, that vibe about him, you know, like, yeah. happy to see him vibe. So glad he's here, big star, etc., etc. Um. Obviously, Jericho is Jericho. You know, we all, we all, everyone, everyone knows that boy now. You know, um, and like at first they're going back and forth about like respect, and Adam Cole was talking about like how he admired Jericho, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and like how he muddled himself after certain parts of his career, and etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and how he wanted to be just like Jericho, and he's always respected him, and he wanted staff by saying that, and then Jericho returns <laughs> returns that voice saying he means from the absolute bottom of his heart that he has no respect for him whatsoever. And then they go back and forth, making digs about each other. And then Cole brings up how he's always got his lackeys around him, etc., etc. And um, yeah, they, they get in, they get into each other's face. Uh, Jericho pushes Adam Cole. Adam Cole starts to beat Jericho up in the corner. Then the JAS jump him, starting off with Garcia. And um, yeah, the the jumping, the jumping cold, kicking the shit out of him in the corner. And then Britt Baker comes out, crowd pops huge for it because of course hometown goal, second time we've seen her on the show. And um, she comes out, she drags Jericho away from him, gets in Jericho's face, and even slaps Jericho. Um, but as this is all going on, you can see the outcast there. Uh, they're sneaking into the ring, and you know. It's not looking good for good old Brit, you know. Adam Cole's fucked and folded in the corner. And um, the outcasts attack Brit Baker from behind. 
Then both of them are getting beat up, meaning Britt Baker and Adam Cole. They're just both getting the shit kicked out of them. Uh, Adam Cole gets his hand handcuffed to the rope. He's, you know, he's struggling and he's trying to fight off, but he can't do nothing. Britt Baker's getting the shit kicked out of him in the middle of the ring. And Jericho grabs the kendo stick. Looks like he's going to hit Adam Cole. But no, he gives it to Soraya. Was it Soraya or Tony? Yeah, it was Soraya. Gives the kendo stick to Soraya. Soraya then wails on Britt Baker. Whilst uh, Britt Baker's screaming in agony, Adam Cole's screaming like real soap opera stuff, you know, make it stop, make it stop. Britt Baker shouting Adam Cole's shoot name in the middle of the ring, which popped me. Um, <laughs> there's some real Hollywood acting going on here, you know. Wait, she did? Yeah, yeah she, was, she was in the middle of the ring going, Austin, Austin. <laughs> I was like, fuck it out, man. It was was very dramatic. It got a lot of... It did get quite a lot of heat. It was... um, You know, it it worked. And that's... I guess that's all you can say, really. It worked, you know. And some of the acting, yeah, I'll laugh at it and stuff. And, you know, but at the end of the day, like I said, it got good heat. It worked. But, um, Joe... Yeah. What did you think, man? No, I think that's the, the best way to do it. I thought the promo segment part of it was good. I like the promo. I thought Cole was real strong in the promo. Yeah. Um, I think you nailed it in terms of like, it was a good idea and it worked ultimately because the audience response to it was, was encouraging and it was the right place to do it and so on and so forth. So it's a positive. Definitely not, you know, an award winner in terms of execution necessarily. Um, you know, and it, it was just, it was... I appreciate what they were going for. I thought they got close enough that it hit. Um, definitely not, you know, definitely, definitely some moments in it I wish I wish I could erase. The aforementioned yell of Austin being one of them. Um, I will say that I don't know if this is like, like Adam Cole was a baby face. It was apparent to me watching him in this spot that this was like a, a test for him, a challenge for him as a character. You know, this is, this was kind of a different spot for him. It's, it's one thing to be like a cool shit talker as a babyface, but here he was, you know, he was attempting to be sympathetic and the crowd boy, I didn't think it was his finest work, but look, they're not actors, right? They're wrestlers ultimately. And it's like the crowd, give them the response they were looking for. Um, did I laugh? Yes. But that does not necessarily mean it was bad. Did you cry? Well, I did laugh a lot. I don't think I got quite that close. Um, I don't know. The Austin was very good. I mean, that was, that was incredible. Just the idea of Adam Cole being a fake name in itself is funny. Right? That's just like a funny <laughs> you know? I was watching, I was watching yeah. my dad and he was like, who's Austin? I was like, it's Adam Cole. <laughs> what, I mean? what do you want from me? You know? But uh, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was good, I guess. Yeah, man. I guess that was um, my conclusion, I don't know. <laughs> Alexia, did you enjoy Britt Baker's acting school? <laughs> Um, what I will say is that I did kind of, um, I guess I did kind of like how they intertwined, like, a little bit of, like, the outcast, like, Britt Baker, like, storyline with the JAS, um, Adam Austin segment, um, because I felt like it, like, like we said earlier, like, the women's tag match, it did feel kind of like the storyline progressed like a little bit. Like this mm-hmm. one, like to me, like this angle just kind of made it seem like a little bit more like, I guess, personal, more like towards like, uh, instead of just like aimlessly 
oh, you know, we're the outcasts, we're spanking stuff. Like it just kind of made it I, mm. to me at least it felt a little bit more like with like we have a point to prove we're here to do this, you know. Kind of I I don't know. That's like I did mm. kind of like I'll, I'll give them that, but this segment really wasn't for me. I didn't really particularly enjoy it. I was just like what the fuck is going on? Like I was just <laughs> Oh. Yeah, fair. I was just. Yeah, Charlie. Um, I thought it was okay. I liked that they did something different with the outcasts, and I don't know whether this is just me reading too much into it, but the way that Brit was like shouting Austin, like using his shoot name, and the way that Soraya was la- laying the shots in on Brit's back, it felt like they were kind of referencing some of the all access stuff and it got me thinking it's like i think Thunder rosa's coming back soon and she's going to be involved in this storyline i think that's kind of what they're hinting at a little bit Mm -hmm. um i also just tend to read into law things a lot so maybe that's just a me thing but um the the promo itself it was great um i thought the promo was pretty good um, but yeah, the angle after, I'm just glad they're actually trying new things. And it's not just the same shit every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's one of I, the... I definitely agree on the, you know, crossing the angles over too. Like, I'm glad you brought up Alexia because that is something I think they could do more of. Where the idea of the show feels like one thing rather than just like individual segments. So yeah, I'm with you on that too. Yeah, mate. It wasn't bad stuff. Uh, then, um, right. Next up, we had. Alright, we had the Daddy Ash trios. So we had um, oh, Billy Gone. Billy Gone. I know. You, you, there's nothing. We ain't really got to go too much over it, which is it happened, I guess. So we had Billy Gone and the Acclaimed versus 2.0 and Jake Hager. And it was like, if they, if the Acclaimed and Billy Gone last, they had to join JAS or something like that. Of course, they didn't lose. I don't think anyone actually really expected them to lose. And I think this kind of hurt the match, you know. Um, you know, being in the middle of the second hour never really, like, helps too much, you know. But also just, I don't think the crowd ever really bought that there was a chance of the acclaim even losing. So it wasn't even that heat either. But the, ma- the match was fine, I guess, you know. Um, has anyone got anything they want to say about the match at all? You know, it kind of just happened. So. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it happened. And then, um, okay, in the main event, we got Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. Of course, as part of the Four Pillars tournament that was set up at the start of the show. Um, winner, of course, faces Darby Allen. Um, and uh, yeah, man, there was a lot. Of, there was some cool host spots in this. It's. Um, I don't think it's the best match that they're capable of. To be honest, I thought there was like a few little um, dull spots and stuff you know uh but even still there's still there's still you know it still was pretty decent match i guess you know um like i said there was some really cool high spots like that's that that destroyer that jungle boy hit was like really impressive um crowd loved that as well but um obviously mjf of course he's made his deal with sammy guevara he was uh he came out and uh, he gets involved for the finish i think he, he hits him with the diamond he hits jungle boy from the crowd with the diamond ring i think and um, yeah. <clears throat> Jungle Boys obviously gets laid out and he's counted out. So um, 
Yeah, that's how that's how the show ends. MJF and Sammy Guevara celebrating, hugging, and raising each other's hands, and fucking loving it. And you know, best of friends now. And uh, Jungle Boy's been fucked out of his title shot, title opportunity. And um, I didn't think it was the best finish, you know, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but you know, it's this is the route to go down with this world title story, you know. Um, uh, again, we spoke obviously in kind of like broad strokes about this storyline earlier, so there's not too much more to say about it other than like this is another hurdle where I thought you know I, I didn't really like the outcome, like with the finish and stuff. So, but nothing against the actual performance involved because I thought Sammy and Jungle Boy done like they done all right, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Joe, what did you think? Yeah, like I mean, it was it was absolutely the match that you would expect them to have for better and worse, right? The the positives and the negatives of that. There's definitely like a little bit of a lack of connective tissue when you have guys like this wrestling because they're just kind of waiting for their next big spot, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. Ultimately, the crowd the crowd were not exactly rocking for this at the first bell, but they did enough cool shit. They got them. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the finish to be totally honest, Monty, because I thought the bump he took to before it was like spectacular enough to kind of to get away with a count out finish. Um, I get it. I get why it's not going to be for everyone, but like, I, I like, appreciate the fact that it wasn't just as simple as Sammy threw him out to the floor and they did this, like that bump he took was an incredible spot, right? I mean, that would have been a fine yeah. finish on its own. It's quite, you know, it wasn't a main event. So um, I liked it. Yeah. It's, it's not a match I'm really rushing to go back to. And I actually, I do agree with you in terms of, they probably have a better one in them, especially in front of a different crowd, but mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, I, I'll say this, we've talked about the, the, four pillars thing up and down all night. But I think we all agree that when they get to this eventual match, it's going to be tremendous, right? I don't think there's any doubt about what they're going to do in that situation. It's just whether you find it compelling. Um, in the ring, these guys are going to deliver almost every night. And they did here, I thought. So yeah, I liked it. So do you think they're going to do the Fatal 4 way? Yeah, or do you think, think they're going to yeah. do the single? Yeah. There'll be more shenanigans. there would have been a clean finish yeah. if they wasn't doing the Fatal 4 way. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. Okay. Charlie, what did you think of the main event then? I thought it was pretty good, like up until like I didn't mind the finish. It was just the fact that it was more MJF. Like 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 I'd already gone over my quota for the show and it was just like fuck he's here again. And they had that over over the top celebration in the ring after. I was like, All right, I'm done. Turn Teddy on the bed. They were really healing it up there. Yeah, they were just going for it. It was like what are we doing? But yeah, I think they probably held back a little bit because of mm-hmm. the eventual Four Pillars match on the pay-per-view and they're going to go all out nuts in that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I like the fact that they're doing matches to build up to the pay-per-view. Do I think this was the best way to do it? Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> Thank you, Delight. I will, I will catch that match. <laughs> this is... That's hilarious. No standards around here anymore, you know? Uh, Alexia, uh, did you enjoy the main event? Did you not enjoy it? Did you hate seeing MJF again? Where where were you at, you know? Um, I thought the main event itself was, like, pretty good. Like you said, like, um, that they probably were holding a little bit back. Plus, like, I feel like Pittsburgh really isn't. Or, or maybe it was just me, but, like, my audio was yeah. really bad. No, the show was mic'd really, really bad. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was yeah. a problem. Yeah. And it was just throwing me off. I could not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we had a friend there and he said that the crowd was like yeah. really live loud live but it did not translate yeah, it did not it and so that was just kind of throwing me off too like plus um like like you said like i feel like they are gonna do the fatal four-way um and also it's kind of funny to me at least how they're doing just a three-person tournament like yes. <laughs> literally just three people um yeah but i feel like it eventually is going to lead up to the four-way just because like like charlie said like if it was if it was supposed oh my god if it was supposed to be only one person it would have been like a clean finish but i feel like at some point like you know one of the guys is going to get cheated out of it and just like mjf interfering like with the matches and stuff so, you know it's going to be like leading up to the four-way in some way because it's like he just keeps getting himself involved and not letting them like have the opportunity to cleanly like go over and stuff so it's yeah the, the free the free person tournament thing uh <laughs> it's i was honestly when he when he mentioned the four person tournament i was expecting like someone to just get thrown into the mix you know like just someone who could get beat yeah. you know just a fifth yeah. pillar just arrives in the middle of all this <laughs> no, but the, no but you could have thrown in a fucking i don't know like who you know people do like oh, the pillars and the killers like you could have just like thrown like, Lee Moriarty comes I think, out, I, I, bro. Honestly, I think that's better than just being like, oh, one of you gets a bar. Just done. Just then done the person that gets the boy is the baby face. Like, he's one of the baby faces. Yeah. He's then not like, buzzing to get the boy, which would be that like a heel, which was like a heel move. It's um, Darby's whole performance. Where I don't know how much of <laughs> it was told. <laughs> I don't know how much of it he was told <laughs> to do or how much of it was him, but his performance. In that whole first twenty minutes, that's what it was that. Dude, it was it was something, man. Which is, I yeah. think Joe said it earlier, man. It's like Darby's promos, like so far, I mean, his feud have been like, oh, it might be yeah. an Alexia. Yeah. Like, so he's he's been quite strong, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit too insidey at times, especially mm-hmm. last night. But mm-hmm. his delivery and stuff has been not like, really strong, you know. But he's um. <laughs> I literally texted Charlie. Yeah, approach yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I was like, dude. <laughs> I was I was texting her like at the very beginning of, of as like the show was going on and I was like Darby's little woo I was like <laughs> cracking up. Like, I couldn't I was just like what the fuck was that? Um so, someone must have told him to like celebrate it, right? They must have because the way he did it almost like he was like te- he was like parodying it almost, you know? It was, it was Yeah. So weird. Darby's whole thing is like he'll just wrestle anyone. So why are you celebrating not having a match? Right. I didn't. Max being like, yeah, we're gonna draw names out of a hat, and everyone's like, okay, cool. That's what Tony wants. Like, what? (laughs) Where's this? Why are we doing this? You know, it's bizarre. Although honestly, like, even though, even though it's just joking around, like, fucking Foley Moriarty or someone out there, man. Someone (laughs) have someone eat a pin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Get someone a TV match that needs it. Like, yeah, so it, it, you know, you get. It's not like Derby. It's not like Tony hates booking Derby singles matches on Dynamite. Yeah. He does it all the time. You know, it's like just fucking having beat someone. You know, um, who else would have like a, at least like slightly legitimate like, you know, call right about now. You know, he could have. I don't fucking know, man. At this point, I don't. I, at this point, I don't care either. You know, <laughs> but, and that's that's when you're truly defeated, ladies and gentlemen. Please like the video. Um, <laughs> this is, this is no, just um, 
No, you know what? There's one little thing I want to talk about because we did mention it before, and it's okay. also. <laughs> I have got I've got Ring of Honor on at the same time, um, okay. just making sure that we don't miss anything too vital. And at the moment, unless you're Charlie, you're not missing anything vital at all. So, um, you know, whilst this whilst this Lee Johnson Cole Carter versus Dark Order match is going on, I want to talk a little bit about um, this Mercedes interview that she done with Sports Illustrated. Um, she touched on one of the, the the main the big quote that went around was about how she. Uh, she kind of like responded to the rumours of a contract being up soon, even though Dave did kind of go back on that and say that she's in talks to extend it. But um, of course, she was, you know, uh, referencing the previous report saying the rumours are far from the truth. Uh, if it's not coming from me or more voice, then how does anyone else know my business? None of it's true unless it's coming from me. It's just a reminder that I'm a conversation starter. This is my new home. I'm embracing the way of life. I'm riding the train. I'm eating food. I'm not here for a quick second. I have a kitchen with my partner, but when I go out, I eat yakiniku. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's amazing barbecue, but basically she kind of just talks about how she's immersing herself in the culture over in Japan, and it's a second home now. She's committed to staying there, making history. Um, yeah, man, I, it's, it's always kind of like what I've wanted her to do. I've said it many times on many podcasts now, but like when Mercedes became like, a free agent when she walks out of the WWE. So I've always wanted her to go over to Japan, blow up stardom, do some cool stuff with New Japan. Obviously, this was before the IWGP title was even invented. Um, but yeah, it seems like she's, she's you know, it, she was putting on her Instagram story that she's looking for somewhere permanent to stay and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like, looks like she's doing the full, she's doing the full Japan run, people. Yeah. What are we laughing at now? What's what is this? <laughs> Just the uh, the probability. Yes, this was this this interview was real graps. Yeah. I am personified what every which happening? way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All time great reason to be muted on stream. All time. Yeah. Um, yes, this was right. this was tremendous, tremendous stuff. A star wrestler acting like a star. Yeah, this is what it's all about. Charlie, what did you make of the uh, Mercedes quotes? Um, I liked the fact that she was so candid, but she did it in character. Um, I think she maintains a really good balance of that, of like, giving the answers people want to hear to questions that have been asked, but not breaking character to do it. I don't feel like a lot of wrestlers can do mm -hmm. that that well anymore. But um, she nailed it in this interview. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited to see what she does next. It sounds like she's not stopping yet, and there's a lot to come. So it's going to be a good year. I have a lot. I never really thought that she was going to go back to WWE like that quickly, but this has given me a lot of confidence that she's definitely in for the long run. Yeah, I hope she is, man, because she she definitely can. Like, if she's used regularly enough and she's used, you know, properly and presented the way that she should be, which she has been so far, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she's been doing some cool shit over there. She's obviously like you know working with the top star, like literally like the eight. Like you could argue that Mayu's up there eight, you know, and that's like who she's having the big match on the big show with. Um, Julia's now mentioning her name in interviews yeah. and stuff. So um, you know we could uh, hopefully they can really get cooking with her and they can really like blow up stardom even more because you know if one promotion deserves it, I think that they're the promotion that deserves it because of the. Uh, the groundwork that they did whilst the pandemic, like they were like the only fucking yeah. promotion in the entire world that was like growing and going from strength to strength during the pandemic. Wow. Well, well, listen, 
We'll never get we'll, we'll never get those 2018 days back, brother. You know. <laughs> no, you're absolutely. Cool. <laughs> the 2018 days are special, brother. Uh, Mercedes also popped me with the way she was like, "I'm not just the best women's wrestler in North America. I'm the best in the world. I'm not just mm. the best women's wrestler in the world. I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world. Throw me up there with Kenny Omega, John Cena, The Rock. Da, da, da. I'm going to be one of the best wrestlers ever." And um. I mean, Alexia was, uh, Alexia or Charlie was just saying it about how, uh, you know, she, uh, she, she draws a, she draws a faint line between uh, a <laughs> character and who she is, and it's always, it's always pops me because sometimes she can just be like ridiculous. I'll never forget, um, I'll never forget the quote on the Stone Cold podcast about eat, eating steaks with Vince now, you know, <laughs> she's, she's, yeah. She's the boss, man. She's the CEO. She's CEO, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. She's everyone. We all love Mercedes here, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out Mercedes, man. Um, <clears throat> you think she shows up on AEW yet? Or just maybe Forbidden Door? Maybe Forbidden maybe, Door. Yeah. Maybe Forbidden Door. But I think she's going to be very focused on her work in Japan at the moment. If she does sign an AEW contract, I don't think it happens this year. Mm. I guess we'll see. I mean, if Tony if, if Tony can and he's not, then mm-hmm. we're going to ask some questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure we will. Oh, that's a different story, yeah. If it's that way round, then yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Is there anything else that anyone wants to talk about before we get out of here? In regards to professional wrestling, I think we've pretty much um, <laughs> we've covered it. Yeah. I do have a plug, if that's what you're asking. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can get your plugs in. All right, mate. Um, in about 70 minutes, if you've enjoyed this joyous, triumphant wrestling conversation as much as I have, then you can join me for another three hours of this whole shit on the Late Night Grin Twitch channel in 70 minutes, the last ever. Wait. Weekly yeah. late, thank you. The last ever <laughs> weekly late night green. You were doing. I was thinking, is someone at the door again? I was. I was, I was, I was looking. Was someone was about to attack me or something. I was putting um, the wrong way. I'm sorry. That's what I appreciate. It. But uh, seventy minutes from now, the last ever weekly late night green. We don't know what comes after this. This is not the end, but you know, it's the end of an era, so to speak, right? So, uh, if you want to see more of this shit, then join us there. I appreciate. I understand. If not, this has been very long. We, you know, we're all we've experienced this together. We're praying for Monty. Um, <laughs> we're rooting for him. We hope that everyone is leaves this as well, you know as well as they ended it. But nonetheless, I'll be there over on the uh, on the Grin Twitch gimmick. So maybe I'll see some of you. I don't know. Uh, Darren, two pounds. Monty in the news on the Ibu Sunday show. Uh, no. Maybe this Sunday we'll see. Ibu's just <laughs> Ibu, ask Ibu, bro. You know, I'm sure you follow him. On Twitter. Be, he'll respond hey, to you. Yeah. He'll recognise your name. You know, he'll. Uh, yeah. He's got love for you, Darren. So, uh, you know, pressuring <laughs> people, be... people like him, and you know, telling yeah. telling to hurry you short. You know, the girls uh, might be like this Sunday. Yeah, yes. it all goes to plan. We may have I'll an ACI podcast on Sunday. Yes. Possibly. Acapad. Acapad. Yes. Acapar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's have a lime yeah. and we all have some free time. Yeah, yes. so you have to look out. Either Charlie, Anna, or me, or all three of us will make a tweet out within the next few yep. days for but Sunday we're aiming to get back on track for that. So yes. mm-hmm. our, our six weekly pod. <laughs> it, yeah. it comes every now and then. <laughs> good stuff, man. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. 
All right, so that's another thing we got to look forward to. And um, everyone, please like the video if you're still in here, you know. Um, those of you who have stayed with us, we appreciate it very much. But please do like the video if you have done. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate all the Super Chats as we always do. And um, tomorrow will be on Purist, 6 p.m. with the usual crew, A.O., Rob, and... Um, Ayo, Rob, Chris, and of course Marcus. He's also been added to the weekly dine, the weekly dynamite, the weekly liner. Um, but yeah, man, that's what we're on tomorrow. Shout out on Purist. Make sure you don't miss that because it's always a, um, it's de- it's certainly different. You know, <laughs> it's different to most of a wrestling podcast. With, uh, it's good shit, man. It's good shit. But yeah, shout out on Purist. Shout out, shout out Charlie Alexia and Halbert, I guess. Shout out Late Night Green forever and ever. <laughs> this is a dramatic know. night for me, Monty. This is not the time for these kind of shots. You know, we're, we're united tonight, brother. All right, man. All right. Okay. Catch you all tomorrow and peace.